Welcome back to another episode of The Last American Pubcast. I am glad you guys are joining us tonight and decided to spend a couple hours with us as we get our favorite beverages ready to go so we can have some fantastic conversations uh, tonight. And we got a lot to talk about. We got talk about Trump ending another political dynasty, ending the Cheneys, and that's going to be very interesting to talk about tonight. Uh, we also got to talk about the new IRS agents and the, the potential uh, agents they are training right now. Uh, also, there are so many other things about them wanting you to eat the bugs and live in the pods. We're going to talk about that. And of course, if you feed Democrat men testosterone, will they vote Republican? We're going to dive into all of that tonight. And of course, joining me this evening is uh, PJ from Wartime Propaganda. PJ, welcome back. And of course, we have Abby Libby back by popular demand. Uh, she is here. And of course, we got Tom from America Floats is out getting married. So we got to make sure we raise one for Tom tonight since he's out there getting married. Congratulations, Tom. We are very happy for you and your bride. Absolutely. Yeah. Excited for Tom. I will say this, though. Um, you guys probably notice I'm streaming from my trailer. Uh, <laughs> you know, on location, on location filming. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to my trailer. It's too much for me. Um, no, honestly, I was on a fishing trip today, guys. So, uh, I decided I was going to prepare myself and bring a laptop in case anything happened because I know how things happen and they happened and I didn't make it home. So uh, on location filming and, I, you know, I'm not trying to diss on Tom while he's not here, but, you know, he could be bringing us into his wedding. We could we could join him doing the chicken dance. We could right. see the toast and he could be doing this at the same time. You know, so I'm not I'm not trying to talk bad about him while he's not here, but the level of yeah. commitment. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Frankly, I'm offended. I mean, my mom's visiting and I haven't seen her in a year, but I made time for the podcast. <laughs> That's how dedicated we are to this podcast, guys. So Absolutely. Or, or, and, or to having a chance to drink and hang out with friends. Either way. That's right. Alien testosterone yeah. with the round of drinks for everybody. Thank you, Alien Testosterone. Thank you. So, you know, uh, you know, very excited for Tom. I kept looking in the mail actually all week for that invitation, and I was ready to book a flight to fly out to Michigan somewhere up there in the northern part, wherever you guys live up there. And I never got that invitation. Maybe it just got lost in the mail like a bunch of other ballots get lost in the mail. You know how that stuff happens. Yeah. The mail's unreliable. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's only reliable during election season. That's all I've learned right? about the mail is it's super reliable if it's a ballot and then if it's anything else. Yeah. <laughs> they just throw it out. They just <laughs> they open up those birthday cars and take the five dollar bills out there for little Timmy, and they just oh, I can't find it. <laughs> Do, doesn't the UPS consider it like a positive when they deliver seventy percent of their mail or something like that? I read that somewhere. I'm probably making it up. It sounds legit though. It's one of the only services where they will not guarantee. They refuse to guarantee that you get the product you paid for. <laughs> That's government work for you though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, and so. waffle waffle salter with a round of drinks. Hey! America floats, even with a new ball and chain. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. congrats for real to Tom on the new ball and chain. I'm I'm happy for him. Yeah. And, and I just wanted to mention to all the viewers out there. You know, if you come for the pubcast, you need to stay for the after show. The after show features the oil cats you guys heard about them last week you see more the oil and cats i know i do <laughs> if you're following us over on twitter you would actually get that there was a lot of memes too. there were some memes that were put out about the oily cats absolutely I thought they were pretty hilarious i think i'm gonna put a little stripper pole right there for the for the cat 
So good. I don't know if this is becoming a pub or becoming a, some type of nightclub now. Yeah. It's called a gentleman's club. That's the classy way of saying yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Got to church a it up a bit. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Uh, Ultra Dark CEO says, oily cat. <laughs> All right. So, you know, this week we had the uh, primaries out there. We had two major primaries. We had one in Alaska. We had one in Wyoming. And the one, of course, Wyoming, the most focus was on that one because of Liz Cheney and her role on the January 6th committee and her hunt for President Trump to ensure that she can ensure that he doesn't run for re-election again. Actually lost her seat. Pretty huge, too. Pretty huge. <laughs> it was it was very satisfying. I just don't understand how she thought she could win that. Well, well, I mean, she did have her dad come out there and say how much he hated Republicans. <laughs> vote for my Republican daughter. I don't know why that message. wasn't a winning strategy. Well, that and she was uh, actually also mailing out instructions to Democrats of how to change their voter registration from uh, Democrat to Republican so would they come out and vote for her. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I, I was so I was really excited. I was really kind of nervous at the same time watching the results come in of that election in Wyoming because I was like, "Are we going to see some foolery?" But you know, she was absolutely crushed. I think she lost by like forty points. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a point where there's not enough foolery uh, possible to make someone like Liz Cheney win. She was down by certain polls by thirty, other ones, and those were the favorable ones, and other ones by fifty. So seeing her lose at forty sounds, yeah, exactly what I was expecting. And, Which and, makes you wonder, like, does she actually think, what does she think she's accomplishing? Or does she seriously believe believe herself and believe that she's doing the right thing so much that she's willing to lose for it? Well, she compared herself to Lincoln and U.S. Grant. I mean, yeah, <laughs> we had to keep finding Civil War figures to compare herself to till one stuck. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think that she's just such a part of this swamp that she had... You know, she was all in on the January 6th stuff and she just had to stick to her guns. And I think I think she knew she was going to lose and she was just posturing for a position, you know, mm -hmm. in a Democrat administration for the view for some, you know, some type of spot there. Because what Biden called her like right as soon as she lost. Yeah, he did, which was which uh, kind of made me theorize. I, I talked about this in one of my videos I put out last week. Uh, is that the maybe the, the uh, plan for Biden is to maybe recruit Cheney to be his vice president and dump Kamala in the 2024 election. Mm. So that way they can see, look, I'm the great uniter. Look at that. I'm, I'm bringing Liz Cheney, Republican, onto the ticket with me. And I just kind of theorized that, and I figured I was going to bring that up uh, this week on the podcast. So what do you guys think? Do you think that would be something Cheney would do, would run as I, vice president for oh, yeah. with, uh, Biden? Yeah. I not only I not only think she'll do it. I think that they've wanted to test that theory out. And I've seen uh, on leftist pages this week. I've seen these memes. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Thor meme, where it's yeah. like you can't defeat me, and it's Hillary Clinton and Trump. And it's just yeah. I know, but she can, and it points to Liz Cheney. So even the Democrats uh, on all these Twitter page, all their terrible meme pages, where again they really can't meme, They're are out so there bad. being like totally accepting of Liz Cheney. So she knows that she's cemented her spot in the uniparty of you know well, establishment i did put a poll out on my main channel uh i saw denise on the, in the chat just reminded me about that i put a poll on my on my uh community page over on my channel asking the question where would liz cheney end up at i said where does liz cheney end up now msnbc cnn fox news the view running for president 
Uh, overwhelmingly, 52% of the people polled, and it was 15,000 votes. The View was the number one uh, number one choice that the people out there thought where she would end up at. I'm very surprised you, Fox News is uh, only at 2% because I think she would be perfect fit over a Fox of how they've been recruiting never Trumpers over there. You know, I, I think the Democrats are going to have to try a bolder strategy here, Cotton. So, like, the obvious answer, I think, is the view. The obvious answer would be she's going to yeah. replace well, who is it, Anna Navarro or whatever other fake Republican they have now. And uh, But in all honesty, it does seem like they're trying to groom her and and kind of pull. It's a different word now. It's a different word now. You know what I mean. <laughs> I think they're testing That's, the waters to see if Susan Wojcicki diversity hires. Please don't yeah. pull us down. He didn't mean it in that context. Yeah, I, I was talking about her mane of hair. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, what what do you think, Abby? I oh man, I want to know what it is that's so attractive about someone from the other side who isn't really quite on your side, but they're just right in the middle and they kind of come over the line and you're so excited about them. So conservatives so excited about Elon Musk or Joe Rogan, who are not conservative, and the left, similarly, excited about Liz Cheney, who isn't really a Democrat either. Like, she's she's annoying and never Trump, and she's not great, but she's not a Democrat, is she? No, I think I think it comes down to people want to feel like they're united. I think people mm. want to, I think people want to believe that America is not as, as vastly divided as it, as it is. And I've had a few conversations this week with some uh, some libertarians and some other people like that. And I feel like the one thing that I'm not sure people get that I strongly believe is that we are in this trench war. It's like World War One. If you're in the middle, you're in no man's land. Like there's no yeah. there's no position that you can hold that is not an extreme position at this point. There's no middle ground on things like slaughtering 65 million children. There's no middle ground on things like uh, transing the kids and pumping them full of hormones. So I think people don't want to believe to see the reality that we're in. They want to believe that if someone can come over from the other side, that we're really more united than we really are. And you're Sorry. Right. What a great analogy about the World War One trench warfare, because you're right. Because if you remember during trench warfare, they would advance very little on each yeah. side that they would lose back and forth. And of course, the no mm -hmm. lands, man, if you're stuck somewhere in the middle, you're like, well, I kind of agree with this. And I kind of agree with that. And like both sides, yeah, you're dead. Well, absolutely wreck you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, what percentage of the population do you think is longing for that unity enough to compromise for it? And what percentage is just happy to stay divided? A third. I think I think it's I think we're in even thirds. I think there's a third of the, uh, the country that is understands that they're on the right. There's a third that understands they're on the left. And there's a third that want to pretend that there is a middle ground. And I just don't think there is. Mm. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, especially, you know, it's almost every, everywhere because we, we continue to see stories that you you would not think that it would be tolerated um, where we are today. The children's hospital story that we uh, and I shared with you guys, I believe in the our private chat that we have, uh, where the children's hospital came out and said, that, yeah, you know, uh, adolescents can take these life altering changes to their bodies, um, and they they do it with a smile on their face as they're talking about it, and that type of discussions would have landed those people in jail. They would have lost their licenses. And, and things like that. There's no consequence for the extreme any longer uh, where it's elevated, especially only for one side of the politics. 
that is elevated and is protected. Um, they continue to say how marginalized the LGBTWXYZ community actually is, but they're truly not marginalized. They truly have the big hammer. They have the big microphone. Uh, they can go after people who talk negatively about them or even not even talking negatively, just talking uh, truthfully with these individuals. Yeah. I, well, there's one story that I, I didn't get a chance to cover this week on my podcast and that was libs of TikTok, And I wanted to, because I feel like mm -hmm. exactly what you're talking about, the Boston children's health or Ch Boston global hospital, where the heck then they called. acted like the victims. Well, yeah, but the, the, the important thing, the story that I feel like a lot of people weren't getting is that they said they took libs of TikTok off of Facebook and Instagram and where, or wherever, right? Because they had lied and said that, uh, the Boston's hospital was doing trans surgeries on minors. And they said, we're only doing hysterectomies on 18 plus. And if you read any of the leftist articles on it, you have to go down towards the bottom where they bury it. They say, yeah, we do every other trans surgery on children that are under 18. It's just the one that we don't. So now we're going to make this Snopes-like claim where we're going to say you said what you didn't say and then debunk that. Um, but yeah, they are. They're transing kids and then they're going to take down people like Libs of TikTok for pointing it out because they can continue. To, there's no middle ground on this. They pull their videos from their websites now. Yeah. I think it's well, insane that that they say it's such a good thing what they're doing, but they won't even stand behind what they're doing. Like that, they don't want people to know what they're doing. Yeah, that, I mean that's the thing. They're trying to to change their website around. They're trying to move it around and be like, look, we're not actually changing the kids. Like we stand for it all over here and there and whatever, and it's great and wonderful, and we're going to push it in every way we can. But it comes to the actual medical establishment. They want to pretend like it's not happening and then just do it behind closed doors. That That's what gets me about libs of TikTok is of everybody that's been censored and shadow banned and banned outright. Libs of TikTok is one that it makes the least sense because all they've ever done is go, mm -hmm. here's what the leftists are openly saying and proudly saying on the Internet. But instead of it being blocked behind an algorithm that's only going out to the far leftists, we're going to take it and push what they're saying openly and and, and proudly to people on the right. So they're not they're not doing anything but showing you what other people are allowed to say on social media. But as soon as they share it because they're not yeah. leftists, that's somehow an issue. It's they're it's, saying it's it proudly baffling. And publicly. They're saying it for likes, they're saying it for views, and yet they get more views and they're mad. The yeah, wrong because, people are noticing. And and you talked about loops of TikTok getting knocked off of Facebook, but Abby brought this up uh, over on Twitter with Steven Crowder uh, getting suspended from YouTube for having yeah. uh, the Carrie Lake on his uh, show. And I've seen Carrie Lake appear on Tim Pool. I've seen Carrie Lake appear on other uh, podcasts and stuff like that. And those shows have not been taken down or suspended. Well, she said yeah. exactly. She said the same exact things on Fox News as she said on, on mm -hmm. Steven Crowder's show. So Fox News isn't taken down because you've got someone like Brett Baer out there that's going to run coverage for whatever opposite side of the story that she's saying. And I think they were trying to say it was what of over election stuff. So it's yeah. really odd to me. It's really odd to me that they're going to take down a, polit a, a, a politician that just won her primary that wants to talk about the changes she wants to make in office because, in because she's talking about exactly what she wants to change when she gets elected. Yeah, she didn't even talk about the country at large. She talked about the specific issues in Maricopa County in the state that she's running to be governor for. And she, she's not allowed to... Not I, on I his platform. That, 
Yeah. That's yeah. But yeah, it, it, it sorry, go ahead, Frank. No, go ahead. I was just gonna say it's the same thing as Libs of TikTok, where it's they just don't want it to go out to certain audiences. They want mm. people to be able to say certain things some places, but as soon as you give them certain people a, a reach, whether you're giving them a reach as in, hey, look at this awful thing this person this teacher said, or look at this thing that this Republican said that we agree with, it's it all comes down to who the audience is and then what kind of filter that the the host wants to put their their message through is it what is what it seems like can i can i talk about my own suspension for a second no sure. <laughs> so i saw tons of accounts go down before mine went down and i always knew it was a possibility and i knew that i was risking it on a weekly basis i knew i was saying stuff that was right up on the line if not over it and it was just a matter of you know, am I going to get reported? Am I going to, you know, whatever. I had a 14.6 thousand followers over on Twitter and I didn't even realize how much I was relying on the friend group in the community until all of a sudden it was gone. And I, we, we think about when people get taken down as like, oh no, another good soldier down. But a lot of people, they're not on Twitter to be soldiers. They're not on Twitter to have to be in some war. They're on, they're on Twitter to know what's going on and to make friends and, it seems like one of the things that they're doing is just try to demoralize us, just erase and and completely take the courage away. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's what it's designed to do is to really demoralize the other side where they don't want to engage in any type of converse or any type of activity on social media uh, any longer to, to the point where you're like, you know, why, do, why should I even bother anymore? You know, they're just going to ban right. me. I have, yeah, I have a theory the about I have a theory about the the way that they do this as well um, that I'd like to put out real quick. So, because I had a different kind of experience with uh, with TikTok at one point, and it may, I was thinking about this this week. And for me, I had gained somewhere around twenty thousand followers in a month, and I was getting hundreds of thousands of views on all my videos. And then they tried to ban me, and I fought it, and they let me stay on the platform. Ever since then, nothing I do ever gets any reach. And I was thinking about this, and I've been wondering. I think they do two things, I, and I think the one is not talked about enough because I've I've experienced this with myself. I think that they do outright bans, and then they do shadow bans. And I think that they're testing to see which one works the best because I've realized yeah. that as as a content creator, when you're making really good content and it's doing well because it's not being blocked, you see what works and you grow and you become better. And I think you get this Pavlovian response over time to putting out content you think is good and then it gets no response. You're like, oh man, I must suck. Or, oh man, right. I need to change something. So no matter, like it's been harder and harder for me to make the type of content I used to make. And I think it just comes down to, I've just developed this Pavlovian response to that didn't work. That's not good. That didn't work. And it's like, oh, it's not even that it's not working. It's that no one's even allowed to see it. I mean, I had a, I have what, 24,000 followers. I put a video out this week that yeah. got two views and it was from people that I directly sent it to. Mm. Yeah. It was so <laughs> it was you me and your was, mom. Yeah. Me and my mom. <laughs> yeah. Or you and my mom. <laughs> but, but speaking of Carrie Lake and how they're trying to silence her, her uh, debate, her opponent in the election doesn't even want even to debate her. The Arizona uh, gubernatorial debate may not happen because Katie Hobbs is too scared. And I'll read. When you know your ideas are indefensible, you know a stiff wind will blow a, a stiff breeze will blow them over. Of course, you don't want to stand up and defend them. 
no, yeah, you're absolutely right. It says uh, here, let's see here. Do you... Hobbs has already declined, claiming that she will not engage in a circuit that insults and embarrasses <coughs> Arizonans, is what she said. That's the reason that... she's not going to debate uh, Katie Ho- or uh, Carrie Lake, isn't, excuse me. Isn't all of isn't all of political debate a circus? Like and has been right? from the beginning of this right? country. Yeah, that's just a weak. That's 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 just uh, weakness. I don't know. Like, I don't even know what to say about it other than you're, you, she's obviously scared. She doesn't have anything to stand on. Uh, she knows that Carrie Lake is a fighter, so I I, I kind of hope that just bites her because it yeah. doesn't. It, it never looks good. I feel like there's only a few times in history where someone's been able to buck that trend. Uh, and Donald Trump was one of them where he's like, look, this debate isn't worth my time. And everybody said he was going to lose. And he, uh, you know, he bucked that trend. But I don't think this is one of those times. Yeah, I don't live in Arizona, uh, so I can't rightfully speak to how the people of Arizona feel. But based off of, you know, devoting, uh, had massive number of Republicans come out and vote uh, this last election and this midterm uh, overwhelmingly for Kerry Lake. So I think. I think it's there, and I think that they want Carrie Lake to be that fighter for them because they've had nothing but milk toast governors in Arizona for the longest time. Yeah, so Surly Unicorn says she can't block someone in a debate. I mean, I feel like that's the, the whole thing about this. The left has become so used to censorship that it actually kind of works in our favor because it's had to make us fight harder. Mm-hmm. It's made them yeah. less able to defend their own positions. Uh, and any time that they're actually faced with someone who can, who's well-spoken and uh, well-researched and knows how to debate, they're just not prepared. It's iron sharpens iron, and they're just they're just getting all these weak pats on the back, you know, like, oh yeah, we agree with you because the algorithms are going to continue to just push everybody who agrees mm-hmm. with you. Um, so these people are not these people aren't strong uh, debaters for that exact reason. And I think the unfortunate side of that rhetoric is that. It's, it's this idea that these people are so subhuman and their ideas are so deplorable that I'm the good guy for not engaging with them. And I do think that that rhetoric is powerful in a really bad way. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it cuts both ways for sure. But what, what do you think about it, Frank? No, I, I'm absolutely on board with what you guys were talking about with that as far as their debate skills. You see, they don't ever debate in good faith anyhow. Uh, and when yeah. you absolutely see something, they always try to play the word games. They try to get you to define the uh, exact definition of something. Then when you try to do that, they're like, well, it doesn't mean that. And they and they try to continue the circular reasoning that they use a lot of times in their debates to try to justify whatever point they're making. If you ever watch somebody debate and and the leftist circles and if all you gotta do is log on to twitch to see a lot of this stuff yeah. uh to watch some of these debates i i have a great friend his name's rob nor and he and you know god bless his soul he goes into the lion's den and debates these uh people on the left every single week and oh. it's just you know infuriating the way that they sit there to reason what they're talking about but you'll notice whenever they make a point right after they tried to make that point they say right right afterwards like wanting you mm. to go ahead and agree with them. They're already putting it out there. It's subconsciously put out there. You know, you're like, hey, yeah, Trump's the best president ever, right? Uh, you know, trying to get your opponent or whoever you're talking about to agree with you. It's like a, a tactic that they use a lot of times in that type of uh, forums. Or if you disagree with them, it's like you're disagreeing with a fact. So, yeah, it, it works that way as well. Um, 
Yeah, it, it it's funny because I was thinking about this too. Like as far as um, you know, these people becoming just weak to weak at rhetoric and weak at debating things, other than these kind of pressure tactics and this like uh, this is the obvious accepted opinion, uh, kind of like Sam Harris does. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like one of the things that I think also makes us stronger in a way is. I mean, maybe you guys have witnessed this, but I feel like we're a lot better at literally uh, debating each other and holding each other accountable. I've noticed mm-hmm. that I've had a lot of um, interesting debates, uh, conversations with people about, you know, like the the small disagreements because we're trying to like strengthen our positions. And uh, it, uh, <laughs> he brought up AOC, Waffle Salter. Thanks for the round, Waffle Salter. I was about yes. to bring up AOC was my point. Is and that, she brought you know, me the wrong left. drink. This is wrong drink, AOC. <laughs> Attend <laughs> AOC service. Oh, AOC, man. thank you for the round. And AOC, no, you do not get a hundred and twenty percent gratuity on this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you. So I, much, I can't take you seriously as a bartender until you learn what a garbage disposal is. <laughs> That's so hard to believe that a bartender wouldn't know what a garbage disposal is. <laughs> yeah. Well. I- <laughs> Well, they just tell me she didn't spend enough time in the kitchen, Abby, growing up. <laughs> AOC is not a real woman, is what Frank's getting at. Yeah. What so, is it? I want to know. <laughs> I don't. I don't prefer birthing person. I prefer kitchen person. Uh, is the oh. sandwich maker? Oh. Yeah, sandwich sandwich person. That's <laughs> fine. Uh, Birthing kitchen oh, person, if we want to like be all in <laughs> kitchen person. Yeah. Pray, pray name barefoot in the kitchen person. Yep, that's it. That's that's, that's the it. one. <laughs> we just answered Matt Walsh's documentary. We we finally found the answer he's been looking for. I can't believe it took everybody this long, but it is the definition of what is a woman is uh pre- is pregnant kitchen person, <laughs> barefoot in pregnant pregnant in barefoot kitchen person. Kitchen person. Oh, goodness. Um, Real quick, before you wanted to bring that up, I saw this and I really wanted to talk about it tonight uh, with you guys out there because I thought this was pretty awesome. Latino-owned Colorado restaurant plans to hold a white appreciation day. A Colorado barbecue joint is cooking up a slew of controversy with a plan to hold white appreciate day next month. I'm pretty sure that's illegal. You're not allowed to appreciate white people. It's funny to me because, like, on one hand, I hate it. And on the other hand, I kind of like the trollery. Like, I don't, I just do not, I don't want to play the identity politics game. I just don't. It it drives me nuts. But on the other hand, it's like, it it feels like with Greg Abbott uh, shipping Mexicans up to, to DC, it's like, I don't like illegal immigration. But if it makes a point, maybe, like, I don't know. I'm torn on this. It's funny. It's at least, the trollery's at least funny. Yeah, I don't want it to turn into a competition of, oh, we're we're more victims than you are, because that's yeah. not winning. Like, being the biggest victim isn't winning. Right. I, I just find it pretty hilarious as a Latino that's actually holding this uh, <laughs> white appreciation day. Right. You're not allowed to tell them they can't, because you can't tell them. Yeah, I feel like I feel like specifically because because it comes from a Latino, that makes it really good trollery. But you know, 
you know, the mainstream will quickly point out that he's really white, though. Well, you know what they'll yeah. do? They'll, they'll turn it. Why can't I think of his name? Uh, George uh, Mark, something. Uh, George Z- Z- uh, Zimmerman. 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 They'll, they'll George Zimmerman him and they'll Photoshop white him Hispanic. to look white. Yeah, they'll call him white, white Hispanic. Hispanic. White adjacent. I, yeah, whatever they want. I never heard that term before uh, until the news media decided to use it. Like, white Hispanic. I was like, I'm pretty sure that there's not a white Hispanic. How do you know what that is? <laughs> My wife, I guess she's half white, half Mexican. I guess she'd be a white Hispanic, but I've never oh call I've never heard anybody call her that before. So all you're, my kids are white. white Hispanics. There you go. Yep. You're you're white if, if you uh if you're conservative. That's the internal. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. 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 White white is not just a skin color, it's a lifestyle. Uh, it's a voting block, I guess. Which, I don't know. That that mindset that there's something in your soul that defines you that's reflected in your skin is exactly what was wrong during the slavery because, era. That it's not because, just the color of your skin. Because the truth is, right, the truth is that both the left and the right are religious. And I've noticed this in a positive way on the right. I really have. I, I Maybe I'm wrong. But I feel like I've noticed people on the right becoming more and more faith-based. And I've seen a lot more... Um, theological conversations happening on the right because i think we realize that we've abandoned god as a country and that is the actual answer so i've noticed that on the right but then on the left they're going the complete opposite where everything's become more and more religious but it's some weird pagan religion where it's like they talk about the soul like a lot of them are atheists too and they'll talk about the soul they'll talk about two spirit they'll talk about being born into the wrong body well, and all that- this weird religious stuff Remember that uh, the press conference that Nancy Pelosi talked about how Mother Earth has feelings or something? Yeah. That was just like last week. <laughs> because because they're Druidic pagans. It's just a Druidic pagan cult. So they talk in all of the exact same ways as as Druids of old, and they call it Mother Earth, which is a blasphemous term. I like It really drives me nuts when I've heard Christians use the term Mother Earth. I'm like, please stop. Please stop. It's, I think it's, we... In the same way as when uh, a leader leaves and leaves a power vacuum, when a religion leaves, it leaves a religion vacuum. And I, I bought into this idea that oh, we should just we should just kind of be a religion free state, and you know my religion is here in my community. Yeah. But the state shouldn't be no. If it's not if it's not one religion, it's going to be another because it just re- creates a religion vacuum. Well, I mean, our founding fathers, this is one thing that people don't realize. Our founding fathers made uh, made it so there was no one government, uh, federal government religion, specifically so states could have their own. That's right. something I think a lot of people don't realize. So this idea that there's like this vast separation of church and state that you shouldn't even be able to profess you're a Christian and be in, in politics or say, hey, this is where my ideas come from, uh, which is just dishonest and stupid. Uh, so you can, it's it's you not can, uh, a founding from- ideal. You could go from like a Florida state, for example, that you know predominantly Christian, into say New York, who worships Mother Earth. <laughs> you go yeah. into a whole new. You and know, you could go religion. to <laughs> Utah and be. They could have the Mormon state religion if they wanted to, I guess. But yeah, it's kind not. Feels <laughs> like they already have that. <laughs> they basically, like, let's be honest, they have a state religion. Yeah. So. And that's okay. That's fine. Yeah. 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 Don't go to that's, Utah. That's the idea of federalism. Yeah. So yeah. here, you know, the IRS, they they pla- they passed the climate bill, uh, which is basically what it is. PJ talked about this, I think, two weeks ago on the cha- uh, here on the podcast, talking about how the the what was it? The Inflation, the Inflation Reduction Act, the Inflation Reduction Act, which gives two hundred and seventy million dollars to Native American wind farms is <laughs> it's the Green New Deal in a dress. 
Yeah. Right. And they and somehow Bill Gates helped uh, the Democrat leaders twist uh, Manchin's arm to where he would vote for it. I'm sure they had like one of his kids tied up in in Hunter Biden's basement or something. <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. You know, Bill Gates. Bill Gates personally met with Mansion. Yes, yeah, I know. Crazy. That guy's a, that guy is a Bond villain. I'm just throwing that out there. And you know, He's we a haven't seen Biden in, Bond villain. We haven't seen Biden in a while, so maybe he was in the basement along with you know the family member that belonged to Mansion too. Allegedly, who knows? You know, <laughs> lots of questions we need to explore here. But right. out of that. To ensure that they could fund this bill, they went ahead and hired eighty or uh, eighty-seven thousand. Allocated enough funds to hire eighty-seven thousand new IRS agents, and here is the first batch of them. Gosh, there's things I want to say that I won't dollars. say. But eighty billion yeah. dollars for this, you guys. Yeah, here we go. These are the guys that are going to be coming knocking at your door, uh, looking for your. Uh, your taxes, they uh, or your Venmo that you you know sent that was six hundred dollars and one cent, and you forgot to claim it. Uh, here's the next one. Here you go. I mean, honestly, try. Like, just try. Just come and try. I, I'm not saying. I'm not saying because it would be too offensive. I'm not saying it looks like a Down syndrome daycare with guns, but some people might. It's some might. Yeah. Some might say that. That would not be me, wrong. Obviously. <laughs> It would be wrong to say it, but some might. Uh, that girl in the back. Hey, hey. The girl in the back is like. Yeah. <laughs> I see her. <laughs> this this is the diversity I, coalition with gun. Like, <laughs> go ahead, Frank. My stairs would uh, make sure that first guy could access my door. So I, I'm safe for at least a well, wheelchair uh, <laughs> division of the IRS agents, the field agents there. It, it's, it's, uh, it's the uh, cavalry division. It's the you know. <laughs> but it reminds me a great case for guns. Like <laughs> even that guy can get you to give him his buddy if he if you give him a gun. And reminds, you have and you have a ramp installed. <laughs> it reminds me of like the uh, the South Park Jimmy and Timmy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that's the new IRS agents and. Uh, we're going to have a guest here in a couple of weeks uh, who is a libertarian. He is named Cajun, the Cajun Libertarian. You find him over on Twitter. He's going to be joining us on, on the first week of September, the first Saturday of September. And I'm, Abby is all excited to talk to him about the IRS stuff. Uh, so we're, we'll we'll talk, dive into that a little bit more in a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think we'll have even more to talk about by then for sure. But yeah, this is... Uh... Has this it's, been the longest week ever? I feel like it's been the longest week ever. <laughs> it has. There was no news. There was like no news for weeks. I was like, what is happening? And then everything just hit all at once. <laughs> it's true. It's true. There was like a couple of weeks there where I was like racking my brain trying to figure out what to talk about on my podcast. And I was like digging deep all over the internet. And now it's just another week where it's just here's a flood of, of information and crazy stuff going on. Um, one of the things that I wanted to say earlier, I found it was, well, I was talking about the left, not like, uh, holding their own. And I've talked about this thing before with, Rep uh, Ocasio-Cortez. There's a new study that shows that Ocasio-Cortez has been rated as one of the least effective members of Congress and her legislation has received no action in any committees, no floor votes, and nothing has ever become law. And I just wanted to point out again that I was right about why we, if there's going to be a Democrat in that area. <laughs> It's good to have AOC because she's I don't, so ineffective. 
I don't believe that is true because they got the Green New Deal. That was one of her oh, legislation you know that what? she was pushing. You know what? I take it back. I'm not, but she, but here's the thing. She didn't come up with the Inflation Reduction Act. She came up with an eight-page bill that just said, give us all your money and give us control of everything. And it failed. It took an actual intelligent person to say, hey, you know what we can do? We can say, here's the Save Fluffy Kittens Act uh, and get anybody to vote on it. And it's going to essentially drown puppies, but people will vote for it because it's the Save Fluffy Kittens Act. Yeah. Like, she's not smart enough to have come up with that. She she was, like, straight up with, like, this is the Green New Deal. This is what it is. This is give us all of your money. Give At least us, she was you know, honest true. and transparent about it, right? That's what I like about her. She's <laughs> honest and transparent about their bad ideas. And then there's just enough dumb people out there that are like, yeah, no, it says inflation reduction. Who couldn't support this? Yeah, you idiot. I, I do think she's dangerous. <laughs> I think she's dangerous, and I, I don't think she's as dumb as people think she is. I think what she's doing is she's operating from from the same corner. She's pulling her whole party in a direction. So even though yeah. her things aren't specifically getting anywhere, she's pulling everything in her direction, and she's going to keep whining that she doesn't get her way, but really she is. Yeah, and you're probably right. I like having people like her and Bernie become popular. I think has actually been a detriment to this country. It's it's like a weird balance because like again, I I feel like if you look through history, you can see that this is always where they were going. Um, they've always been Marxists for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe on on the popularity front, she's popularized just like Bernie Sanders is popularized being able to call yourself a socialist, and mm-hmm. I think that has been a net negative. So, um, yeah. but yeah. It's a it's a weird one. Like, oh, oh, we lost Abby. She's just like, you know what? You disagree with me, PJ? Screw you. <laughs> well, total um, woman move there. Uh, PJ, do you want to tell them where they can find all of us on why we wait for Abby to come back? If she comes back, maybe she had to oil her cats. <laughs> yeah, she might have had to. So, yeah, thank you guys so much for watching this show. Um, <laughs> she's coming back. I didn't piss her off too bad. Uh, the biggest thing that you can do for us is to go follow us on Twitter so we can continue to get guests instead of people like Abby who just run away uh, whenever I disagree with her. Uh, and that's last you. How, how is it on Twitter? Last underscore USA pub uh, podcast. Yeah, I just shared I it never, in the chat. OK, so it's in the chat. It's going to be in the uh, links below. Uh, we all do shows outside of here. Let's be frank. Obviously, that stuff. I do stuff with wartime propaganda. Tom's not here with uh, that, but all the show links are below. And uh, the best thing you do is just invite a friend because we're still live for another hour and 20 minutes. And we're going to do a last call in the last 10 minutes. So make sure to get in your super chats and we'll answer all of those at the end. Buy us around and uh, we'll have a we'll open it up to the chat in the, in the end. So, yeah, there was a uh, there was a chat that I just saw in there that I thought was pretty hilarious. And now I'm looking for it. I can't find it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that that right as I was looking for, you know, who had an interesting conversation today? Uh, was Abby. She was actually talking to the base bot. Remember base bot? We talked about base bot last week. And <laughs> the base bot, uh, Abby had a very good conversation with that base bot. And we're going to try to have base bot on with us next week. Uh, yep. uh, PJ is going to work that out. Uh, yep. But look for that video. I think um, we're going to go ahead and try to put that on the Last American Pubcast and we'll put it over on Twitter or whatever so you guys can see that conversation Abby had with Basebot. And I'm more and more convinced I would vote for Basebot for president. You know you know what's funny is Abby had a good conversation with Basebot. I got on to talk to Basebot and I got a couple of like, yeah, Hillary sucks, but I mostly got I mostly got a 40-year-old that wanted to talk about his car. 
Did, did anybody else have this experience trying Basebot? It's like every question I asked, he's like, yeah, but I want to work on cars. Let's talk about cars. I'm going to work on cars this weekend. And it finally told me that it was a married 40-year-old male that lived in New York. It was really strange. I don't know. I had a very different I mean, experience. imagine not knowing how to talk to a robot, PJ. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I'm all for our new overlords, the uh, AI robots, so... If they're going to be conservative, I mean, spoilers, this bot is conservative. This bot has, has surfed the web and downloaded all these things and has looked at all of these conversations and decided that it hates censorship and that it thinks Donald Trump was like, I mean... <laughs> You know, it's funny because there's two things that we've learned this week. It's that if you give someone open access to the internet without censorship and they get to see all the different sides, they're going to inevitably become conservative. And then the other thing that Frank was going to tell us is that if you give a man an actual uh, healthy amount of testosterone, he might also become a conservative. Yes, I came across the story. I've been wanting to talk about it all week and I... It kept. I was thought I was going to go ahead and do a story on my on my normal channel and as a standalone format, but I was like, I need reaction to this one. I, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to go ahead and save it. So I've been saving it all week because I came across it on Monday. So I've been holding it since Monday just to talk about it with you guys here tonight at the pub. And it's this story here. Let me pull it up. And it's talking about if these they did this experiment with these liberal men. And they started feeding them testosterone to see what would happen. And it was quite hilarious with the, uh, let's see here. I got to find it. Uh, da, 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 da. Where is it? <laughs> Rico, Radical Soros, Capital Crime Police. Hold on. Spoiler, so, oh, there it is. if you don't neuter a man. No, okay, go <laughs> there ahead. It there it is. Okay, so a study reveals administrating testosterone to Democrat males induces a red shift to conservatism. <laughs> so yeah these are the dudes here <laughs> the beta male is real and has low testosterone and votes democrat in 2017 a buzzfeed crew famously got their testosterone levels checked as part of an investigation into male attractiveness well they uh, so hold on you said a buzzfeed crew did they find any <laughs> in, at buzzfeed did they find any <laughs> testosterone <laughs> No, we're about to look at their testosterone oh, okay. sorry, levels. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. So when they started, with their results came in. So here were the uh, testosterone levels, their T score. So Eugene scored a 363, Keith scored a 259, Zach scored a 252, and Ned scored a 212. Poor Ned. So <laughs> Poor what, what, what is a good testosterone level? Uh, I'm getting there. Okay, getting sorry, there. sorry, sorry, sorry. I'll stop cutting you off. <laughs> Yep. Tom's not even here and I can't talk. <laughs> I had to fill his shoes. I had to fill his shoes. Yeah, go ahead. The man boys at BuzzFeed scored extremely low when compared to a normal male. In fact, their testosterone levels closely matched those of a 12 year old boy. Oh my so God. here's the testosterone. So. And their, their brains, too. <laughs> so uh, at oh between zero and five months, if you're a male, 75 to 400 is your testosterone levels. Six to nine years old is, uh, or excuse me, uh, 10 to 11 is uh, seven to 130. 12 to 13 is seven to 800. Seven to 800. 
14, 7 to 1,000 or 1,200. 15 to 16, uh, between 100 and 1,200. 17 to 18, between 300 and 1,200. 19 years old and uh, older is 240 to 950. The average adult male is between 270 and 1,070 is where that ranks up. And here where they were, where was it? 363, 259, and Ned coming in at 212. He's on the the uh, the Low average. Is not even on the average. He's below He's average. Below average. Yeah. yeah. So not there was only one on the that had over three hundred. So a seventeen yeah, to eighteen Eugene. year old has. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So he was right here in the uh, seventeen to eighteen year olds. This is why you know the, a lot of these beta males, especially in the on the left hand side of the uh, spectrum, act like man child they're they're men child that's why they're all into their marvel and all into the, okay. well no, i'm not saying it's a bad thing but they make their whole identity based yeah, off of all yeah. these things no, i agree with that right it's not yeah. like you know i you know you go to my page you can see that it's not you know wrapped around man boy stuff yeah i got some comic books and stuff but you know the ones back here those are Flip City Magazine, by the way. Great company. If you guys haven't checked out Flip City Magazine yet, uh, they're fantastic. Uh, they make Frank, fun of the Frank's left. defending his nerd stuff. <laughs> nerd stuff. Yeah, I like nerds. I'm a big fan of nerds. So anyway, uh, the <laughs> conservative men, on the other hand, generally have higher testosterone levels than their counterparts. And uh, it says that a 2011 study in scientific research confirms a transformation in left-wing males when they were given increased doses of testosterone, they became more conservative. You know, I mean, testosterone has not only a psychological effect on you, you can literally see it in someone's physique. So, like, if you look at a lot of these, uh, you know, loudest uh, leftist people, they have noodle arms. They have the inability to grow facial hair. Like, it it shows, like, you can kind of look at some of these people and go, yeah, this, is, this person voted for Hillary Clinton. What is it, chicken or the egg? Like, do the ideas change your hormones or do the hormones change your ideas? I think the hormones change your idea. I've had, I, I took some testosterone when I was like 20 something just to see what it would do. And I actually became way more aggressive than I would uh, have been um, to where I wanted to do more, I guess, I guess manly things and, and get yeah. more involved with that kind of stuff. And not that I don't like doing those things. I do, but I was even hy more hyper-focused on that. So um, my, my testosterone level is probably the average right in there. And it just, with the added stuff, maybe become even more, you know, you become more sexually aggressive and, and things like that. So I don't want to dive into all the details. And stuff, I'm but. super based. His wife loved him. <laughs> uh. I am totally comfortable right now. <laughs> yeah, PJ, you made this weird. <laughs> It's my job. It's my job. I take it seriously, guys. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's I'm funny. It just it just it's one of those result. It's one of those test results where it's not like uh, you know the clickbait clickbait articles are like you're never gonna believe the results. It's like no, I'm totally gonna believe the results. As soon as you read it, you're like, yeah, that that makes sense. Like nobody has to think twice about this. But how do you Agent, solve for that? Agent without took testosterone, punched a dude in the face, and slept with his girlfriend. It was awesome! <laughs> I mean, get it? I guess. 
You know what though? I think I think they show that a lot of what you eat and a lot of the things that you do, like as far as physical exercise and things like that, boost your testosterone. Mm -hmm. And it makes me wonder because I've been I've been asking this question. I've been asked this question a lot in the last week. Um, mm -hmm. Is why there's such this focus on making people eat crickets. And the the number one reason I can come up with besides the fact that the elites want to embarrass us and make us uh, just show that we're cattle. Uh, which is what I think it is, and a big part is I feel like it has to it has to have something to do with testosterone. When you take away protein from men, they're going to necessarily have a, a testosterone uh, decrease. So, but, but John the Baptist, though that man ate, ate locusts and honey, and he, I mean, I imagine him as one of the, like the most masculine men in the Bible. Well, I think we're talking Maybe about the, accep the, the exception <laughs> that proves the rule, you know. Sure. Um, sure. He was from a weird uh, sect of, of Jews that did that kind of stuff. But yeah, so yeah, I, I do don't know. Like, story. Sorry, what, Frank? No, I, said, I do have that story. I'll pull it up for you. About the, the bugs? Yep. Yeah, well, like, just while you're pulling it up, I've seen a lot of things this week. Uh, I've seen that they're starting to sneak cricket flour into food. So there's a certain cheesy puff uh, that has cricket flour in it. There's, uh, yeah, I don't know, like... I think it was TMZ was pushing that you should use cricket flour instead of wheat flour. So there's a lot of this going. It's been like really hyper focused on in the last two weeks, I'd say. Waffle well, says I... biblical crickets were based. Based. That's based what, well, locusts. I mean, locusts are probably pretty based. So getting testosterone from locusts might be different than a cricket. Yeah. Locusts are huge. They're big bugs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's basically a steak. You know they're getting off a locust. I, th I think it's if you can make. Let me let me put it this way: if you make it into flour, it's not protein. That's that's just more carbs. You just you just roll it in honey and just take a bite into yeah. it. Yep. I just want to understand. I, I think there's a lot of things that that could be motivating the push for crickets, and obviously I'm against it. I don't want to eat the bugs. But what if they know that a food shortage is coming that they're trying to solve for without telling us why they know it's coming? You know what, though? I, the only reason I'll disagree with what with that, because uh, I've thought that myself, yeah. is because I am into I, I'm very familiar with the agriculture industry. I've got, you know, I grew up in a family of farmers. I grew up mm -hmm. living and working on farms my whole life. The food shortages are caused by the same people who are pushing the crickets. It's not like mm -hmm. there's some it's not it like they're trying to tell you. Yeah, it's not like they're trying to tell you that it's uh, climate change is destroying the fields or. You know, there's too many people. Mm. All, all the leftist lies just aren't true. It all comes down to overregulation. Um, I, I uh, have family that lives in Traverse City, and you'll drive around Traverse City every year, and you'll see them pour cherries all over the fields because the government wants to keep the price of cherries at a certain point. They don't want there to be, uh, you know, I, I know farmers who are forced by the government essentially to go and pour milk on the ground uh, to kill their cattle. So eggs, like I grew up mostly in the egg industry, like it's, it's being caused by the government. It's not that they're trying to prepare us mm. for an inevitable food shortage. They're causing it. Sure. Yeah, and here's your story, uh, PJ, it. talking about the indoctrination that's happening in classrooms, you know, outside yeah. of, uh, you know, the other things they're trying to do. They're also trying to get your kids to eat bugs. Indoctrination campaign called Classroom of the Month gives young children rewards, including roasted crickets, as a snack. Yeah, I, there's I a... I don't know if my, if my teacher would have given me a roasted cricket as a reward. I think I would have thrown it back in her face. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a punishment. But like, 
you know, the the worst part about this is that there's a video that goes on where the teachers are literally giving a, a lecture to the children about why eating bugs is so good for you, why it's so healthy, why this is the future. So it's right it, here. it is complete indoctrination. Yeah. Oh, okay. We'll yeah, we can watch it right it. now. Let's go yeah. ahead and uh, listen. You've never eaten a cricket before? No, you tried. Real quick, I'd just like to point out, I feel so bad for those kids that have to wear those masks in, the, in that classroom, by the way. I didn't know there was anybody still wearing them. This has to be like in New York City or California or somewhere, one of those like Washington, Oregon, one of those states out there that are really start, they're still doing this. I, I think actually, this is, sorry, this is in Canada. Okay, well, even worse, yeah. Now I'm yeah, guaranteed can, Canadians oh. are uh, it's still masked up. Yeah. Where do you find the crooked teeth? So there's this uh, there's this company right here in Manitoba. They're called Prairie Cricket Farms. And what they do is they farm crickets and they put them in nice little bags. And then you can eat the crickets. Yeah, I see that guy. That dude's is probably a little. I was gonna say. <laughs> look at look at the the chicken legs. That guy has very low T. I'm just saying. What flavor do you got? I have no idea. That kid was so excited to get his mask off. He was pretending he liked the bugs. Yeah, did you notice? Did you notice? He was saying it tastes good before he opened the bag just because he wanted to take his mask off. So the rule in Canada is you can take your mask off as long as you're stuffing your face with bugs. Bugs. Yeah, that's the only time that you're not going to kill people is when you're eating crickets. I feel so I bad for this kid. Is he signing autographs? Noodle arms. Noodle legs, noodle arms, signing autographs to children because he gave them crickets? What the hell? What is his hair doing? It's just like parted over here and then. Uh, we got about know. nine more seconds. Let's see if it goes anywhere else with this. I really feel bad that most of these kids are being um, being experimented on by leftists. That's that's what it is, though. Like at this point, I really don't understand how anybody is putting their kids in the public school system. I, it just it just makes no sense to me. You're, you're putting your kid out there where they can be uh, experimented on, their social experiments, uh, given bugs, indoctrinated. I don't know. I just feel like Local you're is trying to get me drunk. <laughs> see the oil caps come back inside the room. <laughs> Thank you so much, Waffle Salter. Thank you, Waffle Salter. Yeah, no, for sure. It's 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 very disturbing to see our youth in these, I guess these government ran schools and they're just being used to social experiment on with now they have the army who they social experiment with. They've been doing that forever. And now, you know, they're doing it in schools at a rapid more pace. And there was a video I saw uh, recently. I shared it with you guys over on Twitter. Let me grab it real quick where this guy was asking teachers about teaching 
and the responses that he got. If you guys remember that video I shared with y'all. Yeah, up. let's play that. Um, I kind of remember it. Yeah, so let me grab it real quick, um, put it on the screen. I'm just trying to, so that way I don't have to show the whole, our whole uh, thing for yeah. <laughs> our DMs to everybody. I often yeah, wonder if, if, if you there's wanna... one will driving this or if there's several different competing things that different people want that are kind of driving all the craziness. I think this comes back to the World Economic Forum. I mean, they have mm -hmm. been pushing these agendas out to all these different countries. If you look, at, if you listen to Trudeau, he literally is parody. I mean, it's not just Trudeau. It's Biden. It's uh, the Prime Minister of Japan. It's the Prime Minister, whatever you call it, of Australia. Because they, okay. if you pay attention, look uh, back in 2020 when all these different politicians were running. Guess what? Every one of these world leaders' politi uh, uh, slogan was: "It was build back better." Mm -hmm. It was not a Biden unique slogan. And then oh. Justin Trudeau comes out and he says, he said, he repeats the, the Klaus Schwab line from his book. He says, COVID-19 has given us the perfect uh, excuse to reset the world on a global scale into a new socialist. I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing, but he says a global reset for socialism. That is something yeah. that Trudeau literally said. So it's pushed by the same source. I think they're really not hiding the ball anymore. I mean, no. They'll, they'll silence people who talk about it, but but enough people are excited about it that they are, they're showing what they're doing. It's difficult to suspend disbelief and even understand what how to even begin to do anything about it or meet it. Yeah, what do you go ahead. go ahead? No, I was I was just gonna say I think that's the scariest part about this is that it used to be in the background, like ever since uh you know uh, the what is it agenda twenty thirty, but it used to be called something else was pushed through the UN in 1992, it was kind of like this this conspiracy theory that people would call it. And it was kind of like only some people knew about it if they really were looking for it and paying attention. Mm -hmm. And now it's like everybody knows about it and they're very open about it. So it's it's kind of scary that they're at that point where they're just very openly saying things like California is going to get rid of electric or of gas vehicles by 2030. The Netherlands mm -hmm. is going to get rid of cows by 2030. We're going to be eating bugs by 2030. They're all saying that exact same thing. Yeah. So. It's scary that we're within eight years of their goal, and they're very open about it. It mm -hmm. makes me feel like they they feel like they have so much control that they don't have to hide it anymore. They don't have to, yeah. Right. Mm. Now, so let's go ahead and take a listen to what the uh, teachers say here. So I was a seventh grade civics uh, teacher, government teacher, and she is an elementary school teacher. What year did we get our independence? <laughs> 17 something. We're teachers. I actually don't teach what's in our curriculum. I'm teaching children social studies that's not in our curriculum, teaching them things about how to be an anti-racist. I taught them about protesting. I taught them about Black Lives Matter. I taught them about Black Lives Matter. So I that's what they're teaching. Just, you know, it's obvious. Like it, it, it really gets to me. Sorry. T thank you. Tater and eggs. Taters and eggs. Thank you. Thank you for the super chat. I Open one. <laughs> Got to open another Yingling over there. Uh, so it 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 bothers me obviously, and I, it's something I talk about a lot that these teachers are out there openly saying we're teaching critical race theory, we're teaching this Black Lives Matter curriculum, we're not teaching the real curriculum. But the most shocking, blaringly disturbing part of that video was the fact that she's like, "Yeah, the Declaration of Independence was signed in seventeen something. I don't know. I'm a teacher." That was the line. Like, I don't, as an American, like, you don't have to be a teacher to know that. As an American, yeah. you should know that. And that, uh, this comes back to what GKH 
Chesterton quote where he, he, he's basically saying this person comes along and they see a fence and they don't know why it's there. And they're like, we should just tear down this fence. Yeah. We don't know why it's here and we don't like it. And he's like, until you can tell me what the fence is for, I'm not going to let you tear it down. And, and we have a whole bunch of people who have no idea why this country was founded, when it was founded, and, and what the rationale was, but they want to tear it all down anyway. And, and G.K. Chesterton was right. You, you really need to know why something was put in place so that you can know what the good things Sometimes, if you completely understand why it was put in place and you understand that we really don't need it anymore, it's okay to tear something old down. But you guys, like you guys know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> unions. Yeah. Like no, I I agree. There's actually, and I don't know if you've read this yet, Abby, but uh, the modern, was it the postmodern Pilgrim's Progress? I'm in the middle of it. Okay. I'm right in the middle of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a that's a scene in that in that book. They they I got, I've that. got to that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very very good book, by the way. Kyle Mann and Joel Berry uh, did a great job yeah. with that. I, I don't know if you've read the original by uh, was mm-hmm. it John Bunyan or the uh, the C.S. Lewis version, but they're all very interesting. And I thought uh, I read all. Of them. <laughs> yep. They're all good. They're all good. They're all good. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I thought that uh, the guys over the Babylon Bee did a fantastic job with that one. Fun fact, Laurel. At Strangeland Elf did the the chapter art for that book. So if you ever want to go get that book, she did the artwork. Well, hey, Yaney did that? On that Laurel. You said Yaney? Sorry, what? What friend? I Yaney? said at Strangeland Elf. <laughs> no, <laughs> at Laurel at Strangeland Elf Yaney? on Twitter. She did the artwork. Let let Frank mansplain to you what you really meant, okay? Please. You remember that uh, that social media thing where they would play that Laurel and Yaney thing where some people heard Laurel, some people heard Yaney. Yeah, no, I I got the joke. I get it now. I woman stand. Thank you so much for this. Now it's not funny anymore. Now listen, listen, Abby. Is the dress blue or is it white? That's what we really are trying to figure out. I always thought it was it was white. I don't remember. It's been so long. What was it like? A te- How long ago was that? Uh, I think it was like 20, what, 15, 2014? Yeah, I think it was. It was a long time ago. Yeah. It's yeah. so interesting how two people could have such wildly different opinions and still be perceiving the world with the same senses. There's nothing wrong with their senses. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you broke, so you broke out of his brain, Frank. Way to go. <laughs> Now she's not going to come back. Yeah. <laughs> Done did it now. You, you know, you know she's a woman with a brain a third the size of ours. It's just science. Uh, <laughs> oh goodness. Okay, did I'll be get, right did, back. Did, did did you get your DiGiorno on over there, Frank? Yes, yes. Okay, that's good. But for real. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I guess she is gone. Wow. Okay. Uh, what? So, what were? What was your thoughts on that teacher video? Because he kind of left when we were. Discussing yeah. No. That. It 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 doesn't surprise me what we see. It goes right along with everything that we've been seeing happen right now in government schools, and this is why there's been a mass exit in a lot of uh, government schools. We saw uh, over two million people, two million parents, pull their students <coughs> out of uh, public schools and either enroll them in new private schools or the increasing numbers of homeschooling. And this yeah. is what the left is absolutely terrified about. This is why they don't want to do vouchers. They don't want to do things that where the money follows the student 
uh, wherever the student goes. They don't want any of that because they know if they can't have them in their little uh, cubicles there in their uh, government schools and they can't force this eat the uh, eat the bugs and hey billy you might want to wear this dress because i i saw you playing with that doll yesterday so therefore you're yeah. now a woman uh this is what they don't want and with parents now being more educated or maybe more aware of what's happening in the in the uh, social in the social curriculums that are overtaking these schools they're now realizing hey you know i don't agree with this type of stuff that's being pushed on to my on my children but we need to look at alternatives and even where like i mentioned some parents have have taken that step saying hey we, we'll just teach them ourselves at home they've uh, grown communities uh within within their own community where they're now meeting in these like pods and stuff not pods but they're uh, they're called like pods. Yeah. oh you brought the cat there we go <laughs> i love it back by popular demand back by popular demand <laughs> What's the name of that kitty? This is this is Bean. Yeah, the one that's very the, the one that's very offensive to Frank's people. Very offensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she picked that one on purpose, Frank. She did. Yeah. Oily P. Oily P. <laughs> the new nickname. Waffle, Waffle Salter says oil away. Oil right. away. <laughs> I love um, it. Um, did you catch that part in the beginning, Frank, where she, the, she said, I don't know what year the Declaration of Independence was signed, but I'm a teacher? I did. I did. Well, it's like, like the, the social indoctrination stuff, I, I expect that is just mind blowing. Oh, sorry. What happened? You said, wow. What was, what was, oh. wow? Oh. No, just just that a teacher who teaches that so I get it if a math teacher doesn't know, it's still it's still a little weird, but I I don't get it if uh I don't get it if a fifth grader doesn't know that. Like we live in America. It's yeah. just weird to me. Watch Hamilton. I mean, come on. Have you anything, that? It's just <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Think of anything like the the 1776 is like incorporated into so much stuff, so much Americana that's like, yeah. how could you miss it? Well, because they're FBI is labeling Americana terror, domestic terrorism symbol. Yeah, but, you know, you know what the else? Cool anymore? You know what else they are? And oh, thank you, Taters and Eggs, by the way, for the super chat. Talking about the FBI, though. Thank you, you so were much, saying, Tater and Eggs. You were saying homeschooling. And what's crazy to me is like you were saying it, they have to get them in the school to be able to indoctrinate them, but they also don't want them. They want them in the school to make them eat the bugs because the FBI has been going after home chicken farmers. They've been trying to, to shut down at home chicken farms. I haven't heard about that. Yeah. Is that happening Ab in your state? Abby, can you, can you find that story? Can you Google that FBI with the chicken? I just don't have a, the ability farmer? to. Yeah, it's uh, I saw it a few weeks ago, and I haven't had a chance to talk about it yet. All I can think um, about is that meme or that GIF with the cat going like this on the computer. Yeah, <laughs> I hear him typing the cat going. Chip, 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 chip. Hey, hey, Bean, can you can you be our research assistant for this episode? Be Bean is our fact checker. Yeah, FBI <laughs> chicken farmers. Yeah, Bean's, I mean, you know, Bean's I'm our. I'm probably not going to be able to do this on Google. This is probably going to need to be on DuckDuckGo. Maybe. Um, let me. Well, anyway, we could come back to it. But my point I'm was, find it. 
Okay, while you're finding that, let me pull this article up because it yep. goes in with uh, the Americana symbols being labeled, you know, domestic terrorism. And we have another, uh, another uh, generous uh, round being bought by Tater and Eggs. Thank you so much. Thank you, Taters and Eggs. Yes, thank you so much. By the way, every time I read your name, I want Taters and Eggs. <laughs> I want Steak and Eggs. Steak and yeah, Eggs sounds steak and great. Eggs. I went to uh, IHOP. It's been a while now. It's, it's been, probably been about a year since I've been to IHOP. But I ordered tater, or Steak and Eggs, and man, it was so good. It was so good. Uh, so here... It's uh, this was pretty disturbing. I was going to cover this tomorrow on one of the standalone videos, but I figured I'd bring it up now since we were talking about it. American Baker Association announced we webinar on domestic terrorism. We're going to look at something that happened in Canada where they the banks actively decided to go ahead and shut down funds for people that were receiving funds for their protest against the Dracronian mandates that. Trudeau's government was pushing on Canadians and they were locked out of their accounts. And now the American Baker Association, I'm sure with some pressure from our wonderful regime that we're currently under, has announced an upcoming seminar on September 28th in 2022 entitled Domestic Terrorism, a Threat to the Financial System, Revealing Continued Corporate Indoctrination. According to their website, ABA proudly represents institutions of all asset sizes and character types. And these diverse perspectives drive the development of our daily work and policy positions. Take a look at where we've been and where we're going for delivering the latest industry news to developing mission-critical training offerings. We support America's banks as they perform a vital role in energizing the economy and helping communities thrive. There are numerous there are numerous threats to the nation's economy. Manufacturing and home building are taking big hits. Inflation remains high, and millions of Americans are suffering with high consumer prices. Many accumulated credit card debt to survive. The economy is weakening at a rate much faster than people expect. Yet, the ABA thinks focusing on domestic terrorism is critical to those, bank those in the banking industry. The seminar description reads as this. Take a closer look at the rise of domestic terrorism and how extremist groups and how they communicate are receiving funding and the threats they pose to the financial system. <laughs> yeah, so they're kind of going along with what I was saying is they don't want these at-home businesses. They don't want people that right. are raising chickens and doing things uh, being domestic and being uh, self-sufficient because mm -hmm. that's domestic terrorism now is, is being able to raise your own chickens and have a garden and things like that, because you're not going to eat the bugs. You're not going to put your, all of your money into their corrupt system. So that's, I, I, that's terrorism. Now them and soccer moms, I guess. Just want to say Walter waffle, salter, tater waffles and eggs. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And then tater and eggs says, thank you again. Waffle salter. So we got to drink again. Man, I'm, I'm already. Waffle yeah. salter says, Plus steak. Uh, obviously plus steak. Obviously. Uh, yeah. And Waffle Salter sent another one. And plus A1. A1. <laughs> All right. Oh. Bryson Gray would be Bryson Gray would be proud. Tater and Egg says, Dab, Waffle Salter, and thank you. <laughs> fight, fight. <laughs> uh, baby Chewbacca. Oh. Kitty's Abby's personal. Uh, so Meowinger and Paul yeah, Deucer. I love that. She's so sweet, Venus. We're going to have to start featuring uh, Bean as uh, on our thumbnails. <laughs> really? 
Send me, send me a, send me a picture of Bean Abby, and I'll make yeah. sure she finds a, a spot in the next next week. Yeah, there are some memes that out that are out there circulating of of Bean uh, on on bodybuilder bodies and stuff. There's, there's there we go. There we go. Bean Bean is getting featured next week. <laughs> Last American Pub Cats. Our official fact checker is Bean the Cat. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else, Tim Pool has his uh, people. That fact, we have Bean the cat. I mean, well, Tim Pool's got his chicken show, so I think we need a cat show. <laughs> Tater and eggs. Thank you so much. Love you and thank you, baby Chewbacca. I have a good bean story for the end of the stream. Remind me. We will. That's why you guys got to stick around. Invite your friends for the end of the stream. So, did so. you find that story, Abby? I I didn't. I'm I'm unsure. I oh, I'm sorry. One... I yeah. want to see. It. Go go ahead and talk about what you uh, with this thing with Frank for a minute. I'll see if I can find it. All right. So you know, with the uh, banking system, this, they continue to do this. The discussion highlights was changing the threat landscape and risk the integrity of our financial system, the information informal nature of groups and their reliance on social media, and how they're receiving funding. This is some serious stuff. This is stuff that happened in Canada just last year that we saw take place. We're not far from with the regime working along with the IRS, working along with uh, monitoring our financial transactions and things like that, where they, they are wanting to know how these, what they describe as domestic terrorists is whatever, if you are a patriotic loving American, you fall into that domestic terrorism uh, charge now at this point, Abby. And yeah. <laughs> Ocean Breeze Salty with the $10 says to Journo waffles, eggs, tater, steak, cheese, and bacon. Guys are making so me hungry. Good. I do have. I, I just, you, I just want to point out one thing really quick. I, uh, my dad had just fried up uh, fresh caught salmon that we had caught this morning that I didn't catch because I didn't catch anything this morning. But uh, <laughs> I'm missing that right now while everybody else is eating. So you're just making me really hungry. <laughs> Did you see the tweet by by uh, the former CIA director where he's he's agreeing that the the worst extremism and, and violence in the world is the conservative movement? I yeah, did well, see that. Michael yeah. uh, hated. I got that right here. I got that story. You yeah, pull it up. Insane. So I want to say something before you start that. Um, I have actually read a lot of those articles about the FBI targeting at-home backyard chicken farms, and I can't find them now. So Google scrubbed that crap off the internet. Wow. I'm not. I, I feel bad because I'm not making it up. I swear, and I will find it for next week if, if nothing else. But I can't find it right now. Yeah. So here it is. This is that story. Journalist says Trump supporters are. It was, did he just meow? Was that Bean? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he. He. I think he called you out. Uh, PJ, I think he said that was uh, that was fake news. That you yeah, that was said. a meow for fake news. That was the fact check from Bean. <laughs> <That> was, <laughs> Bean yep. just fact checked PJ yep. live on air, guys. I deserve that. <laughs> a journalist uh, said Trump supporters are the most dangerous animals I've ever covered. Unreal. And, yeah. So here it is. Uh, Edward Luce says, I covered extremism and violent ideologies around the world over my career. Have never come across a political force more nihilistic, dangerous, contendable than today's Republicans. Nothing close. So, And then Can General we... Michael Hayden, who was former CIA director, says, I agree, and I was the CIA director. So 
has this Michael Luce, he says he's covered things around the world. I don't know. Has he been to a place like maybe Iraq or Afghanistan or seen people literally blowing themselves up, set, putting bombs on women and children and sending them, you know, uh, maybe maybe he could go to Somalia or something like that. I don't know. It doesn't seem like his, his resume has got to be that strong to say, you know, those soccer moms who went to a school board meeting and said, we right? don't want you to trans our kids. They're the most dangerous animals he's ever seen. Yet uh, people who strap bombs to children in Somalia are, you know, they're not so bad. They're just misunderstood. Well, they use that dehumanizing language so they can justify the atrocities they want to commit yeah. against us. Yeah. It really is. They're fighting the thought war, and then they'll they'll use it to... I, I really do think the t- terrible physical things are coming for us. I mean, we're, we're fighting all this on Twitter right now and just kind of shocked at the things that they're saying about us. But at some point, that's going to cross over into physical practice. It has to. Well, we've seen uh, right. times uh, there's sporadic uh, uh, violent acts that we, we spot. And, of course, it never gets covered by mainstream media or anything like that because it would, you know, obviously show that the most violent people out there on the political spectrum does come from the left side of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And I'm very excited to have the fake news critic, uh, also named Drone Tech, will be joining us two weekends from now, uh, two Saturdays, no, three Saturdays from now. He will be joining us for his breakdown. What he does, he covers the fake news media. He covers every aspect of it and calls them out every single time. He's documented so many instances of this happening. And I'll be very excited to have him on the show so he can actually tell us, you know, and and help uh, bring some of these things to light because he is on it every single time when these fake news propagandists come out and say, you know, things like, you know, we're animals and we're like the worst political movement ever. Do we not remember the Democrat Party of the uh, 1860s where they actually beat a Republican on the floor of the House of Representatives? Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, show me show me one uh, uh, soccer mom who gives her eight year old an RPG and sends him out to shoot uh, cops in the streets. And then I'll believe that we're a dangerous right? political party like we've never seen before. Yeah, I just wanted to say thank you to Tater and Eggs because he did send this one in after uh, after uh, Ocean Free Salty. So thank you, Denise. And no, thank I'm you. on water. I'm on water for a bit because uh, yeah, yeah. Hydrate, hydrate. Yeah, <laughs> I've been yeah, drinking. I just want to throw this out there. I've been drinking since like five a.m. this morning because I've been fishing all day. So you know, it's just weak <laughs> stuff coming from Abby. Waffle and Salter says, here to a fresh off the Twatters band. Won't stop till the swamp is empty. Thank you so there much. There we go. Thank you, Waffle. Good. Good. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, poor Abby, her husband's <laughs> going to have to come in and like roll her out of the room. To... <laughs> yeah. Oh, he loves getting me. No, he's, he's over there. He's over there like... <laughs> She's gonna find me attractive again tonight, so he's 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 not he's not upset. But oh, <laughs> he's God, like that man he's is like so hot. <laughs> he's, he's gonna be hanging out, you know, at the pub here. It's like, hey, how are you doing? Oh, so what word. we didn't tell you guys is Waffle Salter is just Abby's husband. No, I'm just, just, just pouring it down my throat. Yeah. Oh man. Oh my goodness. Uh, so. No, I mean, <laughs> I'm. So, I always uh, take it too far. I apologize. Too far, PJ. Yeah. Too far. Where's Bean? Where's Bean? We need Bean right now. <laughs> yeah, Bean, fact check me. He's laying on the floor right. <laughs> I think I'm frozen. 
Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, this is, this, this is where we're at, though, with the political discourse in this country, where we see the left hand, obviously. We know they're the most violent ones. We know they uh, consistently have rejected the results of elections. Heck, they succeeded uh, from the union after the election of uh, President Lincoln. So, I mean, these are the same right. people yeah. that will sit there and say, you can't question an election when they sat there and fought a civil war <laughs> after an well, election mm-hmm. didn't go their way. Do you guys remember 2016? I mean, there's a lot of great it, memes dude, about it. It, but it every, feels like it's 20 years ago. <laughs> it does, but every coffee shop in the D.C. area had a trash can thrown through its window. I mean, it was so much more violent than January 6th by every metric. Uh, and then, what, we had the Summer of Love. We had a whole city block of Seattle taken over by actual terrorists. Where they were attacking uh, the federal courthouse there. They burnt down the federal courthouse in in uh, in Arizona and in a few other states. They burnt and, down the police station in. And you remember, Merrick Garland said during that hearing when they were asking the Republican legislators were asking, I think it might have been Matt Gates or Jim Jordan, one of those gentlemen, uh, were talking to him and said, "What about these acts of terrorism?" He said, "Well, we don't consider that an insurrection because they they weren't in session uh, during that time. So it's only an insurrection if there was active active legislation or active government activity happening." Right. But okay, tweeting, that makes sense. Like what Liz of TikTok does and what Matt Walsh does, that's terrorism. That's stochastic terrorism. I think Yeah, I'd have never heard the word stochastic word. before this week. I've never heard that. I've never heard that word before. Never. I, <laughs> I guess what it so I looked it up and I guess what it means is that it's something that has the chance to cause something else or random. It basically means random. So it means like if you say something and somebody else takes that and wants to commit violence on it, that's your fault. So they're trying to say that Matt Walsh is causing violence by saying men are not women or something. It's it's insane. Thank you. Well, no, it actually, it was over the it was over the um, the Boston Health thing. But yeah. Thank you, Ruth, Real Truth Cactus, for the round of drinks oh, as uh, oh. some monies for my favorite Fed and only cat supporter, Abby. Cactus is one of the best people out there at Real Truth Cactus on Twitter. If you're not following her, I don't know what you're doing for your life. Yeah. Feds only cats. Yes. Feds only cats. That confirmed. It's a thing, yeah. So so where what is the is the only cats link in the in the description below or (laughs) only cats link in the description. Uh, if you send it on super chats, I'll put a, a cat stripper pole right there. It'll just get more exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Tom's missing out a good thing. I don't know why he would have wanted to get married today. I, He's missing that. <laughs> oh, imagine, imagine skipping the stream to get married. Like I said, can you imagine if he would have just brought like a laptop or a phone with them and he's like, hey, you know, my best man's toasting me over here. We're doing the chicken dance. I'm talking politics. We're having a good time at the podcast. He's got the drinks provided. It's a wedding. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't know, man. I definitely want to clip that part, uh, PJ, of being fact checking you. I yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I deserve that. Yeah. <laughs> Scratch pole in the corner. Put some nip on it. There we go. Ocean breeze salt. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. My mom's uh, been visiting this week, so Boots has been the Freddy cat that he is. He takes life way too seriously, so he's been hiding under the bed most of the week. 
Oh, I also just wanted to say real quick that, sorry, we're not broadcasting to Odyssey or Rumble tonight. Tom isn't here. He's the one that typically sets all those uh, streams up. So it's only over on Twitter, Facebook, and the two YouTube channels tonight. So, yeah. Tom, goodness. Waffler said, uh, one of my cats named Chancer, the pole dancer. <laughs> here, he's trying. <laughs> You know, Abby's just going to become a professional only cats uh, streamer. Yeah. So. Oh, I guarantee you, you would bank. You would bank so much. I yeah. bet. I bet. Yeah. People tuning in for the cats. <laughs> they tune in for the last American podcast, but they stay for the cats afterwards. I haven't been over and looked about all this only cat stuff. <laughs> So check this out. What do you guys think about this? I want to pull this up. I did a uh, I did a video on this earlier today, um, but Liz Cheney says January sixth committee is dis in discussions with Mike Pence lawyers about testifying. How does Mike Pence think this actually works for him? Because he, of course, he's out there pretty much actively campaigning, right, uh, right. to run for uh, to gain the nomination. How does he think this works for him with such a large sector of society, or, or at least on the right, that is upset with the FBI, upset with the DOJ, what they've done, upset with the January 6th commission? How does he think this works in his favor at all? So that, that's what's so crazy to me is I'm trying to figure out if these people are so naive and so blind, and maybe they are, that they think that the Republican Party is still the party of Bush. And, and I think some of these people must. I don't know. But um, I want to I want to give a shout out to Cam uh, Harless, who was on my show this week, who's going to be with us next week. Uh, he said that uh, Mike Pence is basically the human equivalent of a white New Balance sneaker, and I think that is the most apt description of Mike Pence. Yeah, I, and I think so too. I mean, I I wasn't even a really big. I I was kind of disappointed he actually picked Mike Pence to be his running mate in yeah. uh, in twenty twenty. Or I mean, not twenty twenty. Excuse me, twenty sixteen. But yeah. you know, I was like, all right, whatever. He seems like the all right guy, or whatever. I didn't know much about Mike Pence. Uh, but the more and more as things went on, we saw how he was uh, behaving and and how he was doing things. And of course, he surrounded himself with a lot of swamp creatures that absolutely hated Trump. And they had there was such a detesting uh, a view of him that they were working alongside the. The uh, entrapment of Michael Flynn came from Mike Pence's office. Right. Yeah. A lot. Of, I don't know if a lot of people know that or not. Or, or I don't think a lot of people him. do. Yeah. I, I feel like Mike Pence has been forced to show his hand over the last few years, and like I guess it. It just it's like with Liz Cheney. I think everybody understands and realizes she's not pushing to actually be a Republican. She's not pushing to be a a legitimate. I don't think anyway that she's pushing to be a legitimate nominee for the president as a republican i think she wants a a job on on the view or she wants to run as a democrat in the future with mike pence it's just weird to me because i don't see that coming from him i think that he couldn't possibly make that shift so it's it's just weird like him and a few other people maybe have just gotten into his head like no the republican party really is going to come back to this old uh bush era republican party and we're not going to fighters anymore just going to kind of be soft nice guys to the left and get nothing done i don't think anybody wants that and i don't and i i am confused if these never trumpers are just so b bought into their own bs that they think that's gonna that's gonna happen 
Yeah, and you brought up a great point before we came on the stream. But before we do, I just wanted to say a big, big thank you to Tater and Eggs. He says, they've uh, blocked my payment, Frank. Uh, God bless those who have donated. Let's be frank. I will switch card for next week. God bless you, Frank. Abby and Wartime Propaganda, they can't stop us. Thank you so much, uh, Tater and Eggs, for all your donations uh, throughout the evening tonight. Thank you guys again so much. Yeah, so blessed. So blessed. You, you guys, guys are, are very, very really generous. We really do have a great audience here. It's something that I look forward to coming on every week. Just a, a because I love talking to Frank and I love talking to Tom and Abby's been really great, uh, you know, for a woman. And, uh, you know, but for real, the audience, uh, the people watching you guys are just so much fun. Your comments are hilarious and uh, they're they're a part of the show. So for sure. Thank you, uh, and you brought up before the show, we went on air. You talked about McConnell basically giving up the Senate already. Uh, come this uh, this midterm election, talking yeah, about he, how these uh, people that are America First candidates running for Senate can't win. Yeah, so I've seen McConnell say this, and I've seen a few articles come out, uh, mostly today and maybe yesterday, where they're saying, yeah, they're saying exactly that. They're like, well, look at you didn't hire all these rhino, you didn't keep the rhinos in, and because you didn't keep the rhinos in at the primaries, there's not going to be any red wave come the fall, and he's kind of just giving up. Uh, I feel like it says one of two things. It either says that uh, the you know the Rhino establishment is really disappointed with the way everybody's voting. It's definitely one of the things it says. But the other thing that's been worrying me is I feel like when you've got everybody still believing that Democrats are going to win in November, despite everything going on, which just seems to be really pushing into a red wave. You've got the eighty-seven thousand new IRS agents. You've got a terrible economy. The raid on Trump's house has really mobilized his base, mobilized all Republicans. So the fact that he's out there saying it, it, it I don't know. It, to me, it either says just that he's a, a rhino and wants to shame the Republican Party for being what it, it has become, which I think is a better Republican Party. Or they really think that there's not going to be, you know, there's going to be some funny, uh, how do I word this? They're, they're going to fortify really well this, this 2022. And this is something that, I mentioned at the very beginning of tonight's stream, we talked about we talked a lot about Wyoming last week. We talked a lot about the the election in Wyoming with the outseeing of Liz Cheney, right? Her losing her primary. A whole lot of coverage was not watching Alaska, by the way. Uh, if you guys don't know, Alaska uh, over the course of the last year have really, really messed with their entire election system that they have going on over there. They've gone to mail-in voting. They've gone into automatically registering people onto the voter rolls and they've gone to rank uh, rank choice voting as well. Um, and this is all an effort to continue to keep uh, the rhinos in place where they won't have a legitimate challenge. And this is currently happening in Alaska. I've made, I think three videos on this already talking mm -hmm. about that, hoping, you know, I'm hoping other people will start talking about it more too because there's a lot of problems happening in Alaska and Alaska could turn Democrat, I think here in the next couple of years, the next couple of election cycles, because of these policies, these uh, laws that they put in place now in Alaska. Yeah. And it's funny that you say that because nobody paid attention to Alaska this week. And I think it's funny, like, yeah, we all hate Liz Cheney. So we're going to, you know, kind of gloat over the fact that she lost and point out like, Hey, these rhinos, these uh, never Trumpers, these people like this, the Republican party's rejecting them. So it is a big story, but you're right. It's overshadowed everything going on in Alaska. And I think that it's always hard to balance, uh, you know, what people talk about. And then on the other hand, 
I think that there's people in the mainstream media uh, who want to actively censor these things, like not censor them as much as just point point the spotlight over here. It's like, yeah, we won uh, in Wyoming. That's cool. But like there should be more said about Alaska. And I and I admittedly have not paid enough attention to it. Yeah, and I really didn't pay much attention until I saw that Sarah Palin was running for the uh, open house seat right now. Yeah, um, she has moved on to the next round of voting, I suppose, uh, that will be voted in November. And for the uh, for the, I think they only have one house seat there. So the what is it, a house at large seat or something like that? They call it yeah. um, seat at large. Anyway, uh, she's advanced, but again, the whole ranked choice voting thing, uh, I don't believe voters really understand what that means, and. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Tom. I know we don't have Bean here to help correct us right now. Uh, but uh, what happens is in rate choice voting, if you have, say, for example, three candidates, right? You have three candidates. Yep. So you have, uh, we'll just say, Liz Cheney. This is just hypothetical. So we have Liz Cheney, Sarah Palin, and and um, and Trump, okay? And, and the voting goes in, and say for whatever reason, um, Sarah Palin loses, right? Well, when they go to vote, they vote their the top one they they want, yep. and then they vote who they may want. You know, maybe their yeah. second choice. Yeah, and so they bubble in their second choice. Well, when the loser, say that third person that didn't get enough votes, uh, whoever I said it was, uh, loses, well, they'll look at their ballots and they'll see who the ch- second choice was on that ballot and apply those votes to the candidate. Uh, the two remaining candidates. And so that way, those votes would go to that one person. It's a very, very dishonest system, if you ask me. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Hey, welcome back, Abby. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I got your text. It's funny because my computer crashed five minutes before it went live and then your computer crashed. So uh, we're just working through the technical difficulties. But, you know, at least we're not at least we're not Tom and <laughs> pretending that a wedding is so much more important. Um, no, I agree. Right. So, by the right. way, to catch you in, to catch you up, Abby, we were talking about the ranked choice voting system in Alaska. In. Yeah. Okay. So are you familiar with ranked choice voting? I am, but not enough to have an opinion whether I think it's a good idea or not. Because I've, I've heard some arguments that I just haven't made up my mind. So I've, I've never really thought about it much because to me, this is one of those forward party movements. And the forward party mm-hmm. stands for nothing. And I've talked about how much i can't stand andrew yang before so like instantly it makes me go yeah that sounds kind of wrong but uh i mean frank mm-hmm. has an opinion he, th- he thinks it's um i think it's anti democratic yeah yeah i think it's anti democratic because okay. the way it, it shakes out because that second uh place vote for whoever you know your second choice is and the loser mm-hmm. that they could apply those votes to the to whoever is left. So if you have three yeah. candidates, for example, and that third candidate didn't meet the threshold, they'll take their second, that candidate, whoever was their second choice, and apply it to those mm. votes to that person. Um, so, maybe giving them an advantage. Um, you know, say, for example, they'll, they're like, I really like this third party person, but I kind of like, uh, you know, Lisa Murkowski, uh, Murkowski as well. But that third mm. party candidate loses. Well, all those votes that the second place votes will now go to Lisa Borkowski in that scenario. And it would, uh, the one, the one to be, to play devil's advocate. The one reason I think this could be a a positive thing is because I feel like every year the Republican party faces one. (laughs) Yes. Having stuck off to these shots, the Republican party faces one 
challenge that we'll ne that we're never going to win on this issue with certain people, and that is people will sacrifice the perfect for or the good for the perfect. So right. people will go, "Hey, I really like uh, I, I really am a libertarian, so I'm going to vote for Gary Johnson, even though he stands for nothing and he's not libertarian in any way, and he hates guns mm -hmm. and he really just a, wants to legalize weed. But right. I'm a libertarian, so I'm going to vote for the Libertarian Party." And they vote for Gary Johnson, but in every other way, they're like, yeah, but Trump would be so much better than Hillary. Like, I could see that being a possible, you know, like a, a positive to it. But I get what you're saying, yeah. Frank. I just yeah. feel like every year the Republican Party specifically faces things like this. And in, in um, what was it, 1996? Was yeah. it? Or no, 1992. 1990. 1994. No. 1936. 1992. <laughs> no. no, 1996. You're right, 1996. No, I was thinking of 1992. Ross Perot, right? Is that what you were talking about? <laughs> when when HW lost his second term is because wasn't that 92 when he lost to Ross Perot? I don't know. It doesn't matter. My point is, a, is it, another. No, maybe you're right. I think Ross Perot did run in 92 as well. It was 92 because HW lost. <laughs> he was not a two term president. And we got Bill Clinton because, because of that. He pulled enough votes oh, away man. from him. And I, and I don't even like H.W. Bush. My point is, the Republican Party lost because of a third party challenger. So, mm. yeah. It always I seems can like... see both. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, it, third party. Always... On its face. No, go ahead. On its face, I on its face, I like the idea of, of right to avoiding. Like just just without considering the consequences, just the concept of it, I like. But I want to know what the unintended consequences would be, what it would actually do. Yeah, I I I feel like it's something I need to think about more because like think about this. Like if when you're young and you find out that there's something like an electoral college, you're like, well, why is it that uh Someone like Al Gore loses when he has the popular vote, or Hillary Clinton loses when they have the popular vote. Like that, as a as someone who hasn't put thought into it, you're just like, yeah, shouldn't it be the person with the most votes? And then you realize, oh yeah, that totally screws over the states. The entire idea of federalism is that these smaller states are not just going to be overpowered by giant cities like L.A. and New York. Because if we did have just popular vote, then L.A. and New York would control everything in the country. Every politician would just base their opinions on what L.A. and New York want. So, um, so like. When you're younger, you know, when you first hear the idea, it sounds good. So, like, I just haven't put a lot of thought into ranked uh, party voting. But I can see, at least as far as libertarianism goes, when they're pulling 2%, generally for people who would vote for Republicans, I could see it being a, a win for us in that way. Right. Well, we have about, I don't know, 19 minutes left in the show, about nine minutes before our last call. Uh, so let me yep. grab this one story here because I, it, I find it very interesting. And let's see what you guys think about it. Alex Vidman. Remember this guy, Alexander Vidman? He's the one that was the cause of the first impeachment trial. Yep. Alex Vidman, because he didn't like the way Trump had talked to Zelensky. Well, apparently yeah. he, uh, Alexander Vidman, went to Ukraine, the war zone that's out there, and fantasized about Trump in an orange jumpsuit after the FBI raid. So Ukrainian native Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vidman, he's a U.S. Army retired now, the star witness behind the first failed Trump impeachment. He was a whistleblower, even though nobody wanted to say. You couldn't say he was a whistleblower on, on YouTube, or you would be kicked off YouTube. You would be suspended or given a strike uh, during that time, during the uh, during that impeachment. I remember because I got a strike because of it. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> you spoke the truth too soon is what often happens with us. Yeah. Yeah. Out ahead of the curve. Uh, traveled yep. to his home country this month to offer his expertise to the U.S. and Ukrainian officials in the war against Russia. Notably, Vindman has not said he picked up a weapon to defend his, the country of his birth. While in Ukraine, Vindman still fan, had fantasies of Trump, um, <laughs> fantasies of getting Trump, telling NBC News reporter Josh Letterman after the FBI raid on Mar Largo, home in Palm Beach, Florida, that Trump may end up in an orange jumpsuit over his handling of classified information, even speculating Trump gave nuclear secrets to other countries. This dude is such a pathetic little weasel. I mean, yeah. 200, 198. 198? 198. What was 198? What's 198 mean? How much he weighs? <laughs> his, his testosterone number. Oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> Come on, keep up, like, you guys. <laughs> I was like, woo, way over my head. No, yeah. I mean, I that's generous, This is what you Daddy. felt like when I was talking about Yaney and uh Yeah, yeah. What is happening? <laughs> Total breakdown. Too much yingling for Abby. Uh, oh so, no. But you know, I mean, this is the thing. Like for any for any Republican that ever thought there was any credibility to this whole first impeachment Ukraine scandal. I thought it was the dumbest thing that people were out there criticizing Trump from the right saying, well, it wasn't a really good phone call. It kind of looked bad instead of going, you know what? This Vinman character is a political hack. This, the idea that, that the president of the United States doesn't have the ability to look into the crimes, foreign crimes of someone who has on camera said that he bribed a whole country to not look into his son's dirty business dealings. I just thought it was crap. So like nothing surprises me about this, you know, uh, fan, you know, fantastical ideas of this uh, idiot. And his wife is an absolute just drudge. I cannot stand her. <laughs> really? I see her on Twitter and I just, it's, it's, I, I, I picture right. a wine, a wine bomb. I picture her drinking out of a, a a store, a store brand so, wine box, and with you know cats around her. Is she one of? <laughs> is she one of the moms that gets a that that like punch bowl? And it's like it's just one glass a day, <laughs> you know, whole bottle of wine in there. Like ha ha ha! Every time she tweets anything about her husband, I always retweet it with her quote tweet saying, "You'll be in jail soon, so you can actively date your boyfriend in the open." <laughs> <laughs> Because that uh, that uh, low testosterone dude, but, to one ninety four, whatever Abby said, isn't doing anything to uh, keep her happy. <laughs> maybe, let's be honest. Maybe flying, let's be maybe honest. flying to Ukraine made her happy. I don't know. <laughs> let's be honest. We all know that Vinman watches. All right. Yeah. From the closet in a Superman suit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like he's 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 into it. That's um, a Rick and Morty reference. If anybody <laughs> caught that, I got it. it I got it. It's weird that one of the balls that they're not hiding is that they're they're like almost sexually into the concept of Trump being arrested. I mean, they're not pretending that's not true. They're aroused by it openly. Yeah, it's it's pretty gross. <laughs> it is. I mean, this he's literally telling you what he fantasizes about. Uh, it, it is his weird. Uh, Fantasies about Trump are kind of gross. Yeah. Vinman tucks. Yeah. Vinman definitely tucks. <laughs> he shops at Target. 
He's off the target. <laughs> when, when AOC came out with that whole, if you criticize me, you secretly want to date me thing, I think that was absolutely projection. Like, they really are. I'm going to shut up. Anyway. <laughs> yep. It, yeah. It's all, no. it's all projection, though. You're right. They were they were jealous of Stormy Daniels, is what Abby's saying. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. I mean, this guy just wishes that it was uh, Trump on top of his wife when he's watching from the closet than whatever than uh, Steve from down the street. So I don't know. Classic PJ had to take it there. Always gotta take it. We need Tom. This is why we need Tom because Tom would have said something to stop PJ from talking. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, Tom. You're you're out in the woods. It looks like you were you got captured by Susan's goons, man. I tell you what, it looks like they you were able to rig something up to broadcast tonight. Yeah, <laughs> but, for, yeah. but for real though, I will I'll get a leftist soft account tweeting at me that my ideas are stupid um because I'm conservative. And then the next second they'll be making some sexual comment. It really is in these minds just Absolutely Well, I mean, so being a, a female on Twitter who's conservative, like, and I've seen this from a lot of my friends, and they've forwarded me these messages before. Mm-hmm. I've how many how many of you get uh, rape fantasies sent to you from these leftists? I mean, it happens like, yeah. and I don't mean to be graphic or gross about it, but no, I mean, rape. Right, yeah. You said rape, right. right? You said right. Rake. 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 No, no, no. Rake. 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 No, I get... It's interesting. More often than I get anything that's from somebody who thinks it would be accepted, um, I I don't get, like, dick pics from people who think that that I want it. Um, But what I do get is, like, I hope this upsets you. I hope that this makes you really sad type stuff yeah. it's awful it really is it's disgusting yeah yeah you yeah. guys get the worst brunt of the internet when you guys are women and conservatives uh because i see some of the stuff that other conservative women post on th- that they receive mm-hmm. in dm mm-hmm. you know lives at tiktok uh you know has yeah. posted some stuff and of course some of the other prominent ones and it's just some of the disgusting i would never engage with a leftist like that where i would right. no. why you know, I don't even visit no. leftist uh, uh, videos. I don't visit leftist uh, uh, people on Twitter most of the time. The only time I run into them is in comment sections and other places. Uh, a perfect example of this. I was uh, I like watching. I, I like playing golf with my son. Him, he and I, we play golf. He's on the golf team, so it's something that we like to do together. And we watched this guy on YouTube called Rick Shields. He's a golf uh, golf coach, golf expert, right? And he has this. He posted something on his community page the other day. He said, "Good morning, everybody. I'm going to go out and play golf with so and so." And I just simply wrote, "Good morning" to Rick in the com in the comment section. Right, minding my own business. Some leftist comes out of left field and starts, you know, calling me mentally retarded uh, for uh, being a conservative and all the stuff I talk about is complete BS. And and just and I'm like, why? This is a golf page. I've enjoyed golf. And, it, and uh, yeah. you know, I don't know who deleted his comment, whether it was Rick or maybe he went back and saw that he looked like an idiot uh, mm-hmm. and deleted yeah. it himself. But I don't know. But I don't go into leftist things and, you know, fa- try to find lefties just to sit there and try to dunk on them. It's just I don't mm-hmm. do that. It's just dumb. Mm-hmm. It's weird to me because, like, th- the way I've always looked at it is, like, as a, as someone who's trying to make 
be a, a public figure in any way. Mm -hmm. I've always said like, you're open to certain amounts of criticism. Like that's fair right. game. There's things right. that are absolutely not and trying to find somebody through a, through a, a hobby or an interest they have and then dunk on them and destroy their life and say awful things. It's like, okay, like, it doesn't make any sense. So, me. am I not allowed to like golf and go comment on golf pages because I I was I'm a Trump supporter. I voted for Trump and I talk about conservative things. I guess I'm not allotted that privilege of wanting not, to play golf. <laughs> you're not allowed sports, to have hobbies, is what it is. Sports used to be this unifier where, regardless of your political view, you could just go and enjoy sports together, and it wouldn't matter. We need those areas of life again where. We can just agree to all leave it at the door and enjoy something together. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we've reached the uh, 10 minute, which is the last call. So thank you, everybody that has uh, chimed in. And this is the time to answer questions and to give special recognition to those who have donated throughout the show tonight. Give buying us rounds. And I am empty now, by the way. I should have bought another one. Um and this is an opportunity for us to read them out loud and just react to them, give you guys a little bit of time for your donations that you've sent our way. So, but Tater and Eggs, I went in and highlighted this one because he was uh, actively, he's, Tater, if you guys don't, you two don't know Tater and Eggs. Tater and Eggs is an amazing individual that comes on my stream from time to time, and he matches other Super Chats in the stream. So if there is somebody in the stream that donates $10, he'll match it and donate $10. It, that's how he does. Or sometimes he'll start it. He's like, okay, guys, let's start uh, with the donations. Let's, uh, you know, show our love to this uh, creator, or, you know, Frank or whatever. And he'll he'll send the first $20 out and he'll say, you know, I will match anybody up to like $500 in donations. Amazing. And that's wow. what he does. He's, he's amazing. Uh, or she's amazing. I always forgive that she or he. And I always, anyway, taters and eggs is amazing. And they're amazing food. Anyway, so I wanted to highlight this comment here by them. Uh, by them. And I'm using pronouns now. <laughs> they have blocked my payment, Frank. God bless those who that who donated to Let's Be Frank. I will switch cards for next week. God bless you, Frank. Abby and wartime propaganda. They can't stop us. Wow. So, you guys are yeah. the best, seriously. Thank you, yeah. Taters and Eggs. Um, then we had this one from Real Truth Cactus. Uh... Who said, Some money's for my favorite fed, only cat supporter, Abby. And who is Real Truth Cactus? Because you acted like you knew who this person was. Yeah. She does, I... yeah. Cactus is one of my very good friends. It's at Real Truth Cactus on Twitter. Her 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 Twitter is like a, a Ted Cruz verdict. She, Ted Cruz has claimed her as the cactus. Oh that, wow! Okay. In the, in the corner, so she, that's her lore. But I met her a couple of times in real life. She's she's amazing. That's really cool. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Well, thank you, Real Truth Cactus. We also had this one from Walter uh, Waffle Salter it says, uh, "Here's to a fresh off the Twatters band. Won't stop till the swamp is empty." Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Keep on fighting out there in the, in the, uh, in the virtual space, you know, that we have that you know, while we're able to still have it, uh, continue to share the ideas, continue to share, you know, the things that are happening out there, just stay safe, you know, and of course we're not the violent side. Uh, however, we're not the side that's also been not going to just be pushed down all the time either. Right. You know, it's okay to stand right. up for yourself. Right. Uh, Tater and Eggs uh, says uh, thank you to Ocean Breeze Salty. Uh, he matched one of her donations earlier, so thank you, Tater and Eggs. And here's the one day he uh, that they uh, donated. It said DiGiorno waffles, eggs, tater, steak, cheese, and bacon. And if you don't know the DiGiorno story, oh. uh, <laughs> uh, Abby, so hungry now. <laughs> yeah, DiGiorno is my favorite frozen food pizza. <laughs> okay. And so I've talked about it in numerous different streams <laughs> over the course of the time here, and 
Denise, who is Ocean Breeze Salty, always ensures her or baby Chewbacca will send a donation for their Juno <laughs> pizza. So that's amazing. I love that's that. That's awesome. So thank you so much, uh, uh, Denise. And this one, Tater and Eggs, said, baby Chewbacca, love you and thank you. This is uh, the response to this one here. Kitty is Abby's personal meowinger <laughs> and Paul Deucer. <laughs> Baby Chewbacca is awesome. He is uh, he is over on the left side of our country. He's over in California. He's a great uh, follower on the channel, great supporter of the channel as well. So thank you so much, Baby Chewbacca. Uh, amazing. Uh, here's Tater and Eggins again. Says, uh, damn Waffle Salter and thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and this was a response to this uh, plus the a1 sauce on the yep. steak uh and if that's reference if you don't know that reference uh abby we have Bryson gray on and we talked about how he likes his steak he likes it well done how do you like your steak uh abby i i, I tend toward medium well i don't like it to be too pink but it, it shouldn't be brown <laughs> Bryson likes shoe leather. I think that's yeah. the, uh, the conclusion that we came up to. You're, you're on the edge of acceptable, Abby. I, I know. I'm working. Yeah. On, I am actively working to make my steak more red. Oh, there we go. You get red pilled on steak. That's what you need. I'm, I'm trying to be a better person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one again, Tater and Eggs says thank you to Waffle Softers and uh, in response to this one. Taters, waffles, and eggs. Absolutely. I am wanting breakfast. Uh, maybe we'll make that for tomorrow morning before church. Make some waffles. Yup. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Tater and Eggs says, thank you to baby Chewbacca for this one here. Kitty food for the whiskers, <laughs> which was for so me. <laughs> and of course. Uh, Got to support our fact checker over there. That's it. That's yep. it. Uh, tater waffles again. Thank you to Waffle Salter. He said, oil away on bean. <laughs> <laughs> How do you oil your cat? <laughs> um, tater and eggs. Thank you. to uh, Thank you. He said, and drink up Patriots, which was uh, directed toward us. So that was his, uh, I think that was his first uh, one of the evening. Uh, of course, uh, Waffle Salter says, drink Patriots. Thank you so much. And then this one was pretend AOC served us around. That's when we played out AOC serving us our uh, drinks earlier so thank you so much waffle salter and of course I, I didn't i didn't tip aoc she was terrible, terrible. <laughs> yeah even with her big booty she was terrible yeah you know <laughs> i couldn't uh, look stein. at it too much i have a wife so. alex stein alex stein yeah uh, oh man that guy waffle salter <laughs> says america floats even with a new ball and chain and thank you uh again um for that and of course tom being married tonight and elliot testosterone started us off tonight with a two dollar one so thank you so much uh yeah, let me just double awesome. check and make sure i didn't miss any uh while i was reading those i don't think i did so uh let's grab any questions real quick we got about three minutes left let's see if there's any questions in here did you guys see any that you uh saw that you wanted to answer so somebody asked about a meme i posted earlier um it was just it was just like you guys see the the she hulk stuff yes i did this was just a female hulk hogan saying and i said this would have been better than what we got so we didn't get time to cover it tonight but man that she hulk stuff i don't know maybe we can make time for to, next next stream yeah yeah i, think I need to watch to, I it i need to watch it, it so i can can really critique it tell you what i i will i will actually That's homework watch She-Hulk before next stream. I will put myself through it. Okay. La right. Last week, I watched the movie They Slash Them, 
just to review it on my podcast. PJ, I, I, I don't know about you anymore, PJ. I you think know, you might need an interjection of testosterone, my friend. He's, okay, I, he's not the hero we deserve. He's the hero we need right now. I, I've I've never regretted watching a movie more in my life, and I did it for you guys. Uh, if I could just ask a quick favor, and I never like doing this, but I would like to ask you guys, because you guys are awesome with your support. I, I made a goal myself this week to hit 200 subscribers on YouTube, and I think I'm like... 10 short right now so if you Go guys want, you guys want to see me put myself through torture and review movies like they slash them which is not the only <laughs> thing i do but i did that for you guys uh, let me grab your channel real quick yeah take a take yeah. a second and give me a uh, subscribe to pj pj it deserves so much more than he has right now legitimately you guys are awesome I don't like i really hate promoting myself but i i would appreciate it a ton if you guys gave me a follow yeah Okay, but. I grabbed it here. So let me put it in the chat here. Copy and paste. Let's paste it in Waffle. here. Waffle Salter says, watch it so you can downvote it. No, <laughs> downvote the movie, not my video about the movie. I think I did a good job on that. Come on, Man. you guys. I just wanted to point out to Barracuda had put this one out there. Frank, have you had the moment of silence yet for Brian Potato Head Seltzer? I can't believe we didn't bring that up tonight. Oh, I my gosh. How did we forget? Did you see the Babylon Bee article? That he got ousted for sexually harassing Mrs. Potato Head. Yes, that was. I love the Babylon Bee. They're Amazing. So yeah, I had a whole show dedicated to Brian Stelter this week because <laughs> chief propagandist and uh, you know, fifty years older looking, definitely not gay <laughs> CNN anchor deserves uh, <laughs> deserves that. <laughs> Let's see here. I'm just uh, double check. I'm just going through the chat here uh, real quick to make sure we didn't miss anything. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, there's uh, PJ's uh, channel. Go. We need 10 more subscribers, he said. Yeah, thank you guys. Uh, so Cheryl much Hype says she just subscribed. Awesome. So awesome. Thank you, Cheryl Hype. Oh, thank you, Cheryl. Thank you, guys. And Cheryl Marshall has uh, just up to your channel as well. Shirley, you. Uh, Unicorn so, and Waffle Salter has also subscribed. You guys are great. You. you guys are the best. You guys are the best. You know <laughs> what? Um, while we're talking about stuff, I think we got two minutes left. I think Abby had something she wanted to tell uh, people watching this. Yeah, show. go right ahead, Abby. You're okay. Awesome. So pretty soon, pretty soon, PJ and I are going to launch a YouTube channel together. We're going to talk about conspiracy theories and just generally have a good time. So. I'm really excited about it, and uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited <laughs> about more. it. We're going to make some announcements this week, so if you guys are yeah. following us on Twitter and stuff like that. but uh, You're over 200, uh, prog- PJ. Oh, yay. You guys are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Uh, yeah, so it's a project of mine that I'd started years ago uh, that I really wanted to revive, and I uh, met Abby, and I think she's the perfect co-host to do this project with, so I'm excited to start. Uh, this new show. We'll announce the name, the artwork, all that stuff this week, and it'll be starting in September. So yeah. And real quick, I know we're just a little over time. I need to make an announcement as well. Abby has filled our fourth chair, uh, so she will be with us regularly moving forward uh, here on uh, in the future. So uh, there will be times where it's all four of us and with a guest. Uh, I think Abby was a fantastic addition, especially with her own fact checker Bean joining us. Uh, so two for it, one on that. Yeah, two yeah. for one on that one. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so it's amazing. So I just wanted to uh, officially welcome her to the pubcast lineup. So thank you, Abby, for joining us. 
uh, and she will be a fantastic addition uh, moving forward. So I'm very excited about that. Excited Thank to have you, for you Abby. Me. Thank yeah. you so much, you guys. It's been a, a wonderful welcome. I had I had no idea this. As as Tom would say, or no, I think as Frank would say, you make a great panelist for a woman. For a woman, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> she broke the she broke the ga uh, glass ceiling last week. I was like, well, she broke it. Might as well go ahead and bring her on. Come yeah. on. <laughs> yep. No need to put that glass ceiling back up. It's too expensive <laughs> in this economy. A waffle Salter says, "Whoop! More oil for the cats." <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, so with all that being said, we appreciate all of you guys tonight. Thank you for coming out and supporting the Last American Pubcast. We'll be here next Saturday again, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Um, every single Saturday. Um, I believe I won't be here next Saturday leading the pub, but PJ will be taking up the mantle. And we know what happens when PJ takes charge. All kinds of uh, all kinds <laughs> of technical difficulties. Yeah. I'll be at home next time, not in a, not in a camper at my dad's it, house. It looks like you've been kidnapped, PJ. It really does. <laughs> really Look, Susan Wojcicki had some issues. We're working them out. He's in so. a camper. Yeah. So do you want to tell who our guests are next week that we Yeah, have? so we're going to have Katie Zed next week, a good friend of mine. She's been on uh, the Wartime Propaganda three times now. She's really awesome. She does a true crime show, and she's a great conservative uh, voice, and then we're gonna have Cam Harless, who you guys might remember from his appearance on Tucker Carlson, um, who I also had on my Cam show this amazing. week. And that video is not up if you go to my YouTube channel because YouTube took that down for some reason. You know what? My it's, fault. Not it's because Cam. he was broadcasting for the Gulag in YouTube. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but Cam was an absolute great guest, and I'm very excited to have them both on next week. They're a lot of fun to talk to. So yeah, so we'll have uh, it will be Abby and PJ will be uh, the lead chairs in that one next week. So uh, you guys will have a great time with them too. I'm actually celebrating my son's birthday. Well, we celebrated his birthday, but we're actually having a party this coming week, this next coming awesome. weekend. Uh, so we're excited about that. And Tom will still be slacker. Tom will be on his honeymoon. You know, he could can't call Imagine. him from his honeymoon. Can't call Imagine him from the honeymoon. honeymoon. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so in the first week of September, we should all be back. So it'll be all four of us. And we'll have the Cajun Libertarian joining us on that first Saturday. And then the second Saturday, we will also have uh, the fake news critic, which uh, many of you guys might know on here as Drone Tech. Uh, he will be joining us on the second Saturday of September. So we got a, a lot of great uh, individuals coming up, a lot of great uh, people to talk about. Uh, so I'm very excited. And again, if you guys have anybody that you guys want to hear from us or have us talk to or have on the show, please, please follow us over on Twitter. Start these campaigns going because you don't know until you reach out to them on Twitter. And a lot of times they say yes. Uh, I recently uh, reached out to Tony Bruno uh, if you guys don't know who that is, he's a legend sportscaster, and he has uh, expressed interest before on coming on one of these podcasts, awesome. so I continue to uh, try to get him to come on. That would be fantastic if we can, but that's how we got Cajun, the Cajun um, uh, Libertarian to come on. We add him, and he said, heck yeah, and we did a bunch of retweets and stuff, so that's how we do it, and if you guys want to find all of us up, you can find me here on my YouTube channel at Let's Be Frank. You can also find PJ over on his uh, channel, PJ Williams. Um, and, of course, you can find Abby Libby over on the Twatters, over on Twitter um, at, what was it, at Abby? Abby the Lib with two Bs <laughs> and an <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> Hoping that will uh, make it past the, uh, the Twitter censor. They're like, ah, oh, it says live in there. <laughs> totally liberal. Smart move. All right. Uh, can't ban me if I'm one of you guys. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, so anyhow, uh, so that's where you'll find all of us. Don't forget to check out the Last American Pubcast for the shorter segments that will be uploaded throughout the week uh, before next week's show. PJ does a wonderful job in those segments, cutting them up. And outside of that, I hope to see you guys. Well, I won't see you guys next Saturday. These two will. We will. Yep. <laughs> so thank you so much for the support. And all of the fun that we had, make sure you tip uh, the bartender, but not AOC on the way out. All right, guys. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get out of here and have a great evening, everybody. Let's uh, head out the outro. Good God night, bless. everybody. Good night. Bye. Bye.